0: Warning, this podcast contains scenes of explicit nonsense and lore.
1: Previously on the Resident Evil podcast,
2: enemies do what the plot requires them to do in order to make the situation works. So...
3: It might be the most fucking stupid movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it's really pretty, though. <laughs>
4: There's a moment at the end now, after after she's listed all the various weapons and whatnot, there's a sigh, and you can actually physically feel her soul leaving her body. It's incredible. So the person named Neptune considers the act with the giant shark in it to
3: be one of the worst things that came out of Resident Evil. Yes! (laughs)
0: Resident Evil
1: Podcast. Hello
3: and welcome to episode 90. That's right where the best-laid plans of Mice and Men and certainly podcast planning often go ganger of filet. I'm Nick, better known as Neptune. Let's see who's joining us today. He's trained his Alfred to bring him some morning tea, Veronica Virus. It's the Batman. Hello. He's had more variants than Dead Chris Colleagues, at stars Tyrant.
4: Greetings!
3: <laughs> and finally, his film genre may still be as popular as ever, but is he, it's Rombie. Hello! Coming up on this podcast, <laughs> we will be reviewing Separate Ways. That's right, it has been released, uh, much to fanfare and a surprise announcement, quite frankly. It's one of the most anticipated DLCs in all of Resident Evil. Now out, of course, in its remake. Guys, we'll be going through that with a fine tooth comb, bringing you our review. We'll also be catching up on the news before ending with another quiz. So let's start with the news. First up in the news: *Death Island* Blu-ray and DVD is now out in the UK, or although no UHD, which is a bit of a pain if you want wanted to watch this in 4k HDR like myself don't know why you can't get it in the UK it seems a bit of a miss, but you can order it from Amazon Spain there you go little tip for all UK listeners out there you can get it at a relatively cheap price from uh, Amazon Spain which I will be doing shortly Uh, Listeners of the podcast will know that sadly, Batman was not able to join us for the um, Death Island review, but he is with us today. So, John, you can give us your taste and review of Death Island. I know you've been eager, chomping at the bit. What did you think of this latest CGI film?
1: Yes, um, it was just as well I missed it, because I didn't like Death Island, unfortunately. The whole thing just felt rushed and very phoned in. I watched it, and my first reaction was, well... This just stinks of Capcom saying, right, we're going to finally do something with all the core cast in this Avengers style. And the rest of it simply doesn't matter. You know, the presence of Chris, Jill, Leon, Claire and Rebecca all in this at the same time will guarantee success. That, you know, the rest of it is just completely irrelevant. The plot, such as it was, could have been written on the back of a cereal packet. You know, it was just like bad fan fiction. I know this is Resident Evil and everything comes with a healthy dose of cheese. So I wasn't expecting Scorsese, but come on, we can do better than this. The villain, Dylan, is probably one of the weakest we've had in a very long time. And given the declining quality of Resident Evil villains, that is saying something. And the third act was basically just a big photo opportunity for the heroes to pose and fire off large guns and look cool. I did like some of it. You know, the Jill and Leon stuff was really good and probably you know, as good as everyone was hoping for. Um, The action sequences were actually really well done. I enjoyed the liquor sequence and Leon's fight with Maria, but I just simply didn't really care about what was going on. You know, there was zero tension and nothing memorable about any of it. I got more from Vendetta than this. And even Infinite Darkness, for all the criticism that gets, at least that tried to tell a proper story. And it actually had a bit of drama and character conflict in it. You know, Dylan's motivations about going against the status quo and and targeting the core cast simply because they work for the establishment who are the real villains, it just just didn't work for me. You know, if you're going to put the core cast in together with all the plot armor they've got, you really do need a very formidable villain. And this just wasn't it. Yes, it's nice to see them all together after this time, but it was just a shame it was in such a weak story. And and that's basically all I've got to say. You know, I'll buy it for collection's sake. I'll probably watch it again at some point, but it really is really low down the list for me in terms of Resident Evil media, I'm sorry to say.
3: No, I, uh, I I shared your views, but certainly Act 3, I thought was woeful, quite frankly. There are some nice bits. I could have done with a bit more explanation about Maria myself,
1: but... I am surprised how well it's gone down. You know, obviously people are, are really happy to see All the core cast together, which is great. But I'll be interesting to see what people think, you know, a year down the line when the dust has settled and the next project's announced. I think people will have a big change of heart about this because I really do feel it was just it was rushed and it was pointless and it was very very weak.
4: Well, well, on that, I mean, I will already say that in the how many months has it been? Two, three months now. Yeah. I'm already starting to reappraise my feelings on it, I'll be honest. Nope. Uh, I've rewatched a couple of bits and obviously, you know, I I did the bulk of the the edit for the the actual review podcast, so I rewatched a lot of it to source clips and things like that. And I was already finding through that process a lack of care. Whereas people are gonna roll their eyes for me at this, but like I've actually found like parts of Resident Evil six of all things. Have actually improved over the years, and and we've always talked about the character interactions and, and whatnot. And I actually think they still hold up even all these years later because I think the the, the actual writing within those in, individual moments is actually quite good. Whereas I think Death Island's writing is so formulaic and cheap mm. that already the initial charm of like seeing you know Leon and Jill together is is lost because the writing doesn't match the event. Whereas like when you know Chris and Sherry meet each other in RE6 it's a it's a big moment and the writing complements it quite well and this just yeah it, it once the sort of glamour wears off of of, of seeing these characters together I I genuinely wonder whether it is, gosh, is it even on an action sort of scale possibly even worse than Vendetta? I don't know. Because it's just so overblown and feels about nothing. Because Dylan gives you no dramatic tension to enjoy. Yeah, it's already not sitting right with me as I reappraise it. I think I think everyone's just so, as you say, John, just dazzled by the, the communion of characters that we've never seen before. That you kind of look past the flaws and... Yeah, I don't even know how I feel about it now. To be honest, it's it's interesting when you scrutinise it on a on a technical, on on a movie making level, it it has little to no merit, and that's the biggest problem. and And I think it was Alex. In our last podcast, you know, alluded to the fact that, like, as a sequel, you know, if you think we'll take it, we'll take Infinite Darkness out of this equation because it's a separate thing. It I mean, as much as we treat it as a as a movie, in a sense, it wasn't sold as one. So we'll just we'll just negate it. But in terms of like the movies, if they come back and do any kind of CGI movie follow up, it's got to top what Death Island's done because that's just by the nature of movies and sequels. And I just don't know where they go after Death Island. What 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 do they do next? Do they just go even bigger and have Carlos in it next time and Smash Brothers and Ultimate Smash with a linear launcher just to save the day at the eleventh hour and say, Leon, my good friend you know, it just and, and then it just gets so it gets so unearned because it's so it's just so so much it's so extra, isn't it?
1: i just i just don't understand why they can't be tied into the games more like why can't we just have a film like yeah it can be standalone but it can be serve as like a proper prequel to the next game you know it can introduce some characters that might feature in resident evil 9 they did a mass effect animation which which was set between mass effect 2 and 3 and it was a standalone story but it was obviously canonical and it you know it, it gave you hints as to what was going to happen next you know it had characters making cameo appearances from the games things like. i don't understand why Capcom seemed to have this obsession with making these films completely standalone. You know that we've we've talked on on the Discord about the ending of Village with the conflict with Chris and the BSAA. You know that sort of situation in my mind would be better resolved in a film rather than a game because you know we we've said we'd struggle to create some kind of horror experience when the scenario is political one, so to speak, with Chris and the BSAA using BOWs. You know, that sort of conflict could be better told in a film. And I don't understand why Capcom won't go down that route, because 90% of the people who've played Village are going to watch that film and vice versa. You know, it's not going to be a completely new audience. People are going to know what the film is talking about, you know, regardless of whether or not the the Blade Village. I just don't understand why, you know, Capcom won't do that. We had a prequel to Resident Evil 6, but it was a manga comic. Why couldn't it have been a film? I just don't get it. remember Damnation came out um, something like two, uh, six weeks before Resident Evil 6 dropped. And when they initially announced it, it was all about B.O.W.s and an Eastern European war zone. So we all thought, oh yeah, this is going to be a prequel to 6. And it turned out to be completely unrelated. And if you listen to the supplemental material on the dvd uh, when they talk about the use of ada the makers of damnation were like well we had to be careful with what we do with ada because we don't know what she's doing in resident evil 6 you know there's just a complete lack of communication yeah i just i just don't understand the, the you know the politics behind it all i know there's rights issues and whatnot but it's still all owned by capcom at the end of the day and you know, you've got people who are involved with the games executive producing these films. So I just don't understand why they can't be more tied together. You know, what's the point in having creating someone like Dylan Blake and going back to Umbrella and Raccoon City again? Why not just have someone from the connections? You know, something that's relevant to what's going on with the games now. Yes, fair enough, they might not be as popular as Umbrella and Spencer and Wesker, but I think it would just keep people's interest a bit more. You I agree.
3: Know. I agree. I think there, there's better opportunities to integrate.
1: I still, um, still maintain the ending to Infinite Darkness with Leon and Claire and that conflict they have over the data on that chip is some of the best stuff in the entire series. Yeah, it, it,
3: it gets to the heart of a lot of the, um, you know, with the US government basically being a baddie.
1: Yeah, and you could really understand Leon's turmoil with not giving that data to Claire and yeah, Claire's utter disgust and sadness that he won't do it, you know, given that she thought they were really good friends, you know, it's, it's that sort of stuff I wish they would do more of whereas Death Island was just completely superficial like, you know, the Pierce reference yes, it was nice to have a Pierce reference but are we honestly thinking Chris has never discussed Pierce with Jill before? Frustrating Frustrating
3: Uh, mobile gaming news, the newly announced iPhone 15 Pro and iPhone 15 Pro Max will be able to somehow, through the magic of technology, play Resident Evil Village and Resident Evil 4 Remake on them, seemingly natively, but I, I'll be amazed if yeah, that is it possible.
4: It. It's at 30, <laughs> I, 30 I, FPS, they've confirmed. But that
3: is that's incredible.
4: Not that's not bad for your hand, is it?
3: <laughs> uh, it's absolutely incredible and I've, I've seen some of the screenshots they've released showing how the control I mean it looks absolutely brilliant but horrendous at the same the thought of playing a game on like that I, I, I don't, it doesn't even look Yeah
4: I mean the, the image they've shared of um, is it RE4 Remake with all yeah. the controls overlaid on the screen is g- good luck doing your platinum run on that one <laughs> is all I'll say because that, that doesn't look fun but you know you can plug in the controller and enjoy it just the same or you know, connect controller, should I say? You know, I remember us all being dazzled in 2005 when they announced Dead. You know, the original RE1 on the DS. Yes. And that came out the following year, and you know, it seemed preposterous that you were finally playing a console game on the level of RE1. In yes. the Palm of your hand.
3: I won't be ever picking up an iPhone, but uh, we'll keep an eye on reviews to see how see how well it goes down when 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 the games are launched.
4: The the only thing I will say is this: this is um, promising for the Switch Two or whatever the Switch's successor is, because yes. obviously the Switch was was based around like essentially mobile technologies and whatnot. It is struggling now. The Switch is is it's being humbled a lot by a lot of modern game experiences and things. And if Nintendo have, you know, got their priorities right, if it can even get close to what, like, the iPhone, whatever it is, iPhone 15 is doing, 15, yeah. then, you know, you could have a very promising device on your hands there that can play all the modern Resident Evil experiences and hopefully all the past Switch back catalog will carry along with it too. And you, you might actually have a handheld that can play most of the series then.
3: Infinite Darkness news. Oh yes, we can't escape. We can't escape. Uh, issue three. What's interesting is that everything seems to be a little delayed. We should be very close to the release of the trade paperback, which was scheduled for September 2023. But at the time of recording, um, I don't think we're anywhere near that. I had heard rumours that it's been pushed back to March 2024, which is certainly the version I would be getting. But John, I think I think you have read it, John. I think. You...
1: Yeah, I've read it, and it's it's nothing special to be honest it's um even three issues in it's not really fully revealed what's going on um it seems to revolve around a cult or an organization that basically think the world is too overpopulated so they're trying to basically kill off large groups of people by detonating bombs with the T-virus in it, and I think, or I'm assuming they're affiliated with Senator Wilson's people from the film, because people are then wanting to move in and test the uh, inhibitor that was featured in the film. But again, it's it's very, very vague. It's basically just Leon running around various different crime scenes and trying to predict where the next bomb is going to go off. The artwork is really, really nice, but so far it's completely standalone. There's no other characters from Infinite Darkness in it there's no other characters from the wider universe there's no real references to any other games that's all there is to it. it's people who haven't got it yet you're more, you're probably best off waiting for the trade paperback because um there's nothing really much has happened so far all the hospitals are aware of the t-virus and have countermeasures in place if there's any kind of outbreak which was kind of gives you a neat little detail on how you know the world has progressed since everyone's been able to get hold of the t-virus ever since wesker put it on the black market but I've quite negative on tonight's episode but yeah it's uh it's not really worth your time
3: well we'll have to keep an eye i don't think there's been release dates yet for issues four and five and in my experience once issue five comes out it's only a matter of weeks since the trade paperback so um, we'll keep an eye on that <laughs> Uh, moving over to site news. What's that noise? Oh my gosh! Oh my god! That is yes. Your non cannon alarm has gone off because we have some non-canon site news. I'm very excited. Oh yes. Someone has to be. So that will be me. Um, non-canon corner on the REP website has been dramatically updated with a little side endeavour that I've been uh, completing. The non-canon encyclopedia is now up, and this is a showcase of just a few games that fall under that category. And we've got by uh, BOWs, we've got profiles, at locations, and some uh, some viruses as well for you to explore. Games that are covered so far, um, Resident Evil Gaiden, Confidential Report, 4D Executor, and Resistance, which of course is from uh, Remake 3. So there's some articles on that for you to enjoy. But yeah, that's quite cool. So that's a big update on the website. I hope everyone's been looking at them.
4: I was going to say, Nick, uh, is this your magnum opus you finally unleashed upon the internet? As oh, a culmination sh- uh, yeah. of all your works,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, th- th- it will be updated with um, with with more things as I go along. So I plan to do some articles on things from the drama albums and maybe some other mobile games where there's something a bit meatier than just a couple of lines, but. Um, how much
4: did it excite you to finally write an article on tyler hamilton
3: enormously very yeah just as a word though i mean what i will say a lot of it is i don't say conjecture because that's slightly unfair a lot of it is putting dots together and if you've ever read some of my editorials as well that kind of cover a lot of these games there's a little bit of Filling in some of the gaps because these games and things like 4D Executor don't always have dates or anything like that. So,
4: you've done some embellishment here.
3: That's yes, embellishment. So, like 4D Executor, in order for me to make it work, I have it on right at the end of the outbreak. There's some evidence that suggests that's the case. And then I personally have it so that you know the nuke, the bomb kills Dr. Cameron, that's the end of it. So, it all fits nicely in a little bow. You know, things like Confidential Report, which has no reference to dates, times, location, anything other than a couple of names. You know, I, I've put in those dates. But I make that clear in the, you know, in the editorial. So do not do not take any of it as gospel. It's just my take on when things happen. So it says like, you know, on the 28th, 28th of, November, uh, of September, Tyler meets up with Naomi and blah, 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 blah. I like to make it work within my own headcanon. So um, some good stuff in there. Uh, about the Cameron virus and again a couple of theories on the Cameron virus as well that I've kind of put in those articles because it's uh, but I, I've tried to be a bit vague on some you know I've said like you know it's unclear as to precisely what happened but the interesting thing about the Cameron virus and Dr. Monster Cameron if you want to call it that is that there's kind of two potential there's two offshoots from the boss that you know they fight in the food food warehouse. You kind of got one strand that goes from the from the boss to the cockroach to the rat to the bird to the tyrant and then the other offshoot goes from the boss to the dog to roger to dr cameron so there's two and pe- that can be that, that that's often forgotten but so there's two different two different strands the, the only lingering question i always have is whether the bug yeah the roach bird rat line whether that is also dr cameron i've concluded no so yes plenty to plenty to look out for um, and there'll be more Articles added in the next you know <laughs> as soon as I can, and whilst I'm working on another project as well. The alarm has come to an end because we return to the much uh, happier world of canonical work. and additional site news comes from uh, The Batman, and we've got two new updates on in in the law room. Firstly, from uh, Biohazard Revelations Two. We've got the untold story of Barry Burton's V2 Samurai Edge. That is now up. And that's a, a recent translation um, that tells a bit of gun law. Everyone likes a bit of gun law about the history of Quint creating the new Samurai Edge that uh, Barry uses in the game. And we also have Angela's Diary, which is a kind of prequel document to um, biohazard degeneration which George mentioned earlier which is really cool it's like a in-universe letters and diary if you like prior to the events of the Harvardville incident so that's her uh, you know investigating or trying to find her brother Curtis and then concerns about Ron Davis and that's a really good little read just to kind of get you in the bit of back position on uh, the Harvardville SRT team so John good work my friend Um, do you want to talk about the the samurai age story because not many people would have known about that
1: yeah i mean it just continues tokyo maru's you know impressive collaboration with capcom in terms of adding extra lore alongside all this technical jargon that comes with these guns they keep releasing um there's not a lot to this one except obviously has a little post re5 jill reference which until death island was the last time she was actually mentioned in the canon Barry basically emails her to ask to have a look at the Samurai Edge A1, which he has in Revelations, Um, and he's impressed enough with that for Jill to put him in touch with Quint, who is also from Revelations, who now works at the technology office at the BSAA Europe branch in London. And basically Barry goes to visit Quint there, and Quint basically creates this new gun for him. But he makes a cock up at first, because Barry asks him to design a new gun, and Quint basically creates a new gun based on barry when he was in his prime as a stars member and not how he is in the present day when he's in his early 50s so uh, he basically has to redesign the gun to take into account barry's current age and physicality and yeah it's set prior to him uh, going off to the island to rescue his daughter so it's just a nice little uh, little bit of supplemental material that brings back a couple of the older characters. And then Angela's Diary, as you say, is, um, it's about her investigation into what's really happening with Will Farmer. And um, obviously she's looking for a brother who uh, uh, keeps one step ahead of her, really, because he's basically using false aliases and meeting secretly with Frederick Downing in hotels to plan the Harvardville attack. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good read. It sets the stage nicely for the film, so yeah, I would uh, recommend having a, a next time you fancy a watch d de- degeneration, uh, have a read of that first.
3: You've got some more coming out over the next couple of months, which will of course keep keep you updated on. I've uh, got some Resident Evil five, Biohazard five lore, which should be good.
1: Yeah, I mean, as you all know, I'm I'm currently reworking the timeline uh, for the next version, streamlining it a lot. Um, obviously, adding all the new stuff, and I've basically gone through it from start to finish and redone every single translation, which is where these new law documents are coming from. I'm basically going through them all as we go. Um, I've got loads of others that have been redone, like the original Trevor's letters, the deleted Trevor's letters from the true story behind Biohazard, and obviously the Resident Evil 5, BSA, desktop um, observation diaries, things like that. So I will be adding stuff to the law room in due course, um, and then it'll, all be available on the new timeline which um, I'll hopefully get out early next year.
3: So, Well that does conclude the news we now turn our attentions to why you have listened to this podcast, our review of Resident Evil 4 Remake Separate Ways.
0: She wants me to retrieve the Amber, an object of ill omen. What terrible actions will be done in its name, and who will pay its dark cost? Because in this world, someone always pays, best not to ask who or why. I understood that, made my peace with it until that one night in Raccoon City changed
5: everything.
3: After a content drop, Separate Waves was released to the world to much excitement, and for good reason. Rewind, the release of the original game, critically lauded, but criticized for a lack of story. With the release of the PlayStation 2 version of the original game, came the reprieve in the form of Separate Waves, a feature-length additional chapter from the mysterious Ada Wong that provided the world with more gameplay, more Wesker, and more storyline. With the absence of Separate Waves in Remake 4, its DLC was inevitable, and with such a loved origin, it can be said that this reworked chapter has been the most anticipated add-on in a biohazard of all time. With how... Uh, how we say mixed feelings on the base game how will this new add-on be received by the team so let's find out firstly we're going to do as we like to do with our reviews a kind of brief overview from the team as to how they found separate ways Um, as i mentioned there it kind of came thick and fast we weren't really expecting it but um, we've all played it we've all completed it batman let's start with you how did you find separate ways
1: i very much enjoyed it i'm pleased to say just as a refresher for people i was probably the most positive out of all of us in regards to the base game. I thought the you know the remake of Resident Evil 4 was excellent for the most part, and I'm pleased that Separate Ways is the perfect bookend as well. I was impressed with how long it was. You know, it took me a good uh, five hours to complete on my first run through. I was impressed with how in depth it was. You know, an even larger role now for Lewis. Obviously, great to see Wesker back. Surprising that he was so present in the story. I must admit, I wasn't expecting him to be present in the village itself i'm not sure how i still feel about that but i was definitely pleased to see more of him and it just felt like its own self-contained story you know if you play the original separate ways it's very bare bones there's not really a lot going on outside a couple of new cutscenes. It just felt like it existed to show Leon's story from a different perspective, whereas separate ways in the remake feels like it's its own story. This is definitely Ada's story, and if anything, the few cutscenes where Leon is present from the main game just feels like a bit of a distraction, really. So very pleased, uh, very in-depth, and it's definitely something I will revisit on a regular basis.
3: Mm-hmm. Certainly, I agree. A um, lot longer than perhaps we all <laughs> expected. talking what about you? How did you find Separate Ways?
4: Separate Ways in the remake is a very good product. It's uh, it's it's probably a better version um, of Separate Ways as a concept. The other one was a bit of an assets, asset flip and a sort of piecemeal piece of content. That as much as it was my you know the, the highlight I took from the original version of Re- Resident Evil 4. Was quite scrappy in how it was assembled. This is a much more complete experience. It helps that it was obviously built from the ground up. All the people who you know were outraged that there was missing content in the in the in the base game um, from the original will find a lot of that content has been reworked and included here, which is very welcome. The value for money is absolutely exceptional for what you get. I think, and um, yeah, it's it's a very good product, and it and it feels like the concept that was thought up like all those years ago back in 2005 has finally been realized to its its fullest potential it feels truly like the games b scenario you know leon a a to b you know kind of thing so it's a very good product
2: romby what about you uh i'm 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 in a mixed bag but i i i think everything has been said is exactly what i agree with i think from a from a value of the content to like the b side scenario it actually feels like that fits mostly much better I have issues with the, the Wesker thing on the Island, but you know, like at least he's more involved, which is kind of cool in its own way. Like I agree with all these, but I, my, my, my inherent issues that I, I burnt myself out on the main game a bit because I've, I'd really dropped off on my interest in it. And then I was like, right, cool. I'm going to take a break right just before this dropped. And, So it made me getting into it a lot harder, and it took me a while to kind of find the time and the motivation. That said, once I got past that uh, personal issue, I was quite pleasantly surprised. I think my only real foibles outside of a couple of little plot things, which I'm sure we'll get to, is just the fact that I'm not sure if it needed the same level of like merchant upgrade system things. But... I, can't, I know that the caveat for that is that then it's not so much value for money because it would have been a very straightforward narrative if all you got was your guns and, a, and, and that was it. So I can see why those exist, but it, it does make part of that be the padding, obviously, when you have to upgrade things and scour for things to collect for the merchant, just like the main game. And I think I perhaps could have done without that in the Ada story. But again, yeah, I kind of accept. So yeah, uh, generally positive, though.
3: I Yeah, I agree as well. I think it is a very good product, like we've all said. I think if you like Resident Evil 4, the base game, you're going to really like this. It, it's more of the same. And for someone who really struggled with the with the base game, um, you know, actually getting through it, I found it really hard. A welcome relief on standard mode. Ada's a lot more well-equipped going into battle, and, you know, the she seems to be a lot more capable with firearms right off the bat. And I, I, I didn't have too many issues throughout the game. I, I didn't really in, suffer for the moments where you know I, most of the base game I was, I was on like one, one, one herb or whatnot. This time I, I, I think it was quite plentiful um, in, in terms of ammunition, but also in uh, terms of health. But uh, you know th- this is standard mode, so I can't comment on anything else. But uh, just by comparison, I found it a little bit easier, a bit more forgiving. But that was good for me because. I didn't really fancy another one of those uh, playthroughs of um, RE Four again, so I, I welcomed the, the kind of change of, of of difficulty from my point of view. Interesting point there, Rob, about the about the merchant. It's it does add a bit of padding, doesn't it? You, you're quite right, but I, I think it's one of those things that really helps flesh out. You know, like, the, the idea that he, he's there and helping every people, because he, he mentions in some of the cutscenes, oh, you know, I've, got, I've saved this one for you, as opposed to Leon. I, I found that quite a nice quite a nice little touch. And you can never, I don't think you can ever get to where he is in Leon's game. And I don't think, and vice versa, I don't think Leon can get to where he is in Ada's game. He's always at different points in the village or the castle or whatnot.
2: Mostly, yeah. Mostly. Mostly.
3: So I, I enjoy. I enjoy. I enjoyed that. Um, I enjoyed the new enemies, and we'll come to some of them. Some of them, and I much, much preferred the cohesive narrative. This was, uh, as John said a moment ago, this was very much kind of Ada's storyline and a B scenario. What I will say is, it puts Remake Two to shame. It really does. Uh, it makes you lament what could and perhaps should have been for Remake Two which we all know the kind of B scenarios for Remake 2 is simply the same game, one different cutscene, and the ending. That's basically it, and a couple of reworked puzzles. This was a proper, full-on, you know, adventure, new areas... Um, different perspectives, and, and it kept you on your toes. You didn't quite know what was going to happen as you went through, so I, I really I, I really liked it. But the general caveat is that, you know, I'm, I'm still relatively of the opinion that, you know, this is a bit too action-orientated for my liking, but for little DLCs and little side-on games like this, I, I give it a bit more of a pass. You know, let's not pretend for a moment that Hunk's fourth Survivor is anything but all, you know, non-stop action. But, you know, it's an important part of Resident Evil 2, the original at least, you know, in terms of the storyline. I don't mind that because it's not the you know, it's not supposed to be the survival horror element. So I come at it with a slightly different mindset that, you know, this isn't the main campaign. This isn't the main story. It's a supplemental piece of gameplay. So it can have a little bit more fun with it. Uh, and I'm glad it did. So let's um, let's talk about some of the uh, some of the new gameplay elements because you are literally thrown into this after a uh, an interesting opening where Lewis and Ada are basically um, auditioning for Strictly Come Dancing. We, we 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 come straight into a boss battle, which um, hearkened me back to the days of uh, Resident Evil Three, playing that for the first time and suddenly you know being faced with a boss right at the beginning of the game. It, it was certainly a shocking moment. But interesting gameplay um, elements brought into the in, onto the table with this uh, U, this new version of U three.
1: As a boss battle experience, I was a bit underwhelmed. I didn't really get any enjoyment out of it, and it obviously links into this new subplot of Ada being infected throughout the first half of her campaign, which. Again, I thought it was a little bit pointless because it doesn't really add anything because ultimately we know she's going to be fine. But a lot of people have compared this boss battle to uh, having vibes from Resident Evil 3.5, which I can sort of get. We've mm. got the hallucination mechanic, which, uh, you know, Sean said earlier, is from Revelations 1, more or less. Interesting, but a bit underwhelming for me.
3: Did you enjoy the the idea of it? Because he was essentially a I'd say stalker villain, not quite, but, you know, you face him multiple times. Persistent, yeah persistent yeah <laughs> did you i got quite bored of him what about you Shul?
4: uh it didn't really work for me to be yeah. honest I, f- I found i found um i found it messed the pacing up quite early on every time he, he sort of just turned up he felt a bit bullet spongy i did only play on standard and i'm sure it's even more of a chore on the harder difficulties but i think they repeat the trick a bit too much if mm. you like and i have massive issues with the Ada infection subplot because I, I feel when you, certainly with the case of it being a remake, there's no dramatic tension when you know Ada's going to be fine. This is, this is sort of what we said about Death Island, was we knew everybody was going to be fine when they got infected. Because the trailers had already showed later events where everyone's there. So when you, when you put in these, these sequences of characters being infected, you know they're going to be okay. Because either this game takes place in a point in the timeline where you know they're going to be there for subsequent events. And when you do something like that, it, it negates any drama, any tension. And so the only thing that I wonder the entire plot was in, added for was the moment where Wesker gets a blood sample from her. Mm, yeah, that's when, where I thought it was going. Mixes spoilers. Uh, physical appearance in this game's narrative. I, that is the only reason I can think they added the Ada infection subplot, because they certainly didn't do it for any kind of drama or tension. There's not a single person who sat there going, fucking hell, I hope she's all right.
2: Yeah, the, uh, this was going to be my counterpoint to your <laughs> thing, Sean, and not in a bad way. Like, I 100% agree with you. My counterpoint is that you can definitely have someone infected for dramatic tension, but it's got to be the point. It's got to be about the either the story or the thing that they go through or the situation, right? So you look at, say, something like the situation in Resident Evil 3 where, like, inevitably we know now if you were to play Resident Evil 3 now, you know Jill's okay because you, if you play subsequent games but it becomes, it becomes a much more interesting plot point for other bits related to her getting infected. So you've added some dramatic tension or interest from the circumstances. Whereas, yeah, the Ada thing doesn't add anything narratively other than what it needed to do to make a plot point for something that we don't actually have a resolve to, so therefore there's no tension in it. And so it's not necessarily bad that someone gets infected or something happens to them, even if you know they're going to survive. It's just more about what you're actually trying to achieve. And this is the thing, yeah, I think we've all said this about the infection thing, seems relatively scripted and put forth for a particular reason.
4: I think the problem with doing it with Ada as well is that she's such a femme fatale character, whether it's the original version or the, you know, the, the, the original version of the character or the remake version of the character, where she is sort of, you know, typically stoic and doesn't mm. let a lot of her emotions be challenged. You know, mm-hmm. I've said before, like, one of my favourite bits in Resident Evil 6 is where they do actually almost peel back that layer of Ada and you see the real woman within. I don't really feel at any point in remake four, we got to see the real Ada. And so because of that, you're not privy to how she's genuinely feeling. Yeah. 100%. Because every, every time separate ways makes you think you're going to get that moment. You three turns up again and she has to just sort of get her shit together and, and deal with it.
2: Yeah. hundred percent. Or Whisker turns up and rescues yeah. her and, and berates her and she gets all kind of pissy about it. It's kind of funny, I was thinking the same exact thing and the the other part of it is her, her character is so, like, I know it sounds weird, but she's so slippery to get out of things so that it's very rare for her to make a mistake that gets into the situation in the first place, narratively speaking, as a character type. So it's very rare when you get those opportunities, and yet yeah, the few times they potentially had, they squandered. So, yeah, I 100% agree with that.
4: Humorous nitpick uh, as well. Uh, the fact that the cutscene actually depicts her clothing ripped, and then uh, for the rest of the campaign, it's actually intact. The way she gets infected in her arm is just, just a silly I nitpick. did,
2: I did notice that too. <laughs> obviously
3: shops at the same store as ethan
1: <laughs> i think passanta would have worked better as a as a, a more traditional stalker enemy maybe just for that one level of the castle rather than you know randomly turning up in the village and i, I think they missed a trick with it really because if she if if the creature did work in a manner similar to mr x and Ada Ada's infection allowed Persanta to obviously sense where she was because that's how she finds her you know the the medication that lewis gives her that knocks the parasite out that would have been a nice gameplay mechanic i think to sort of throw her off off your scent so ada could walk freely around the castle
3: i saw something on twitter with the infection storyline which i thought was bound to happen was the the fact that when leon removes the parasite from ashley and you know they take it out there's there's clues on the screen to suggest that it's already been used beforehand, mm. and I and I thought, oh, that's a really good subtle nod, and I, I, I thought that's where it's going. I think, you I think know,
4: most people did, yeah, because it's the know, same day. That. The same and day, it, and it would have been, oh, day, she's yeah. used it,
3: and so it's a bit disappointing that all she took was the medicine, and she kind of then you know puked it up, and was oh, is that it? Okay, that that's, was that's exactly
2: <laughs> that was exactly going to be my question, Nick. <laughs> so funny because I was I was like, hang on, wait, she just coughed it up, like, and she's fine now, like. <laughs> This seems like a pretty anticlimactic. I was expecting that, but not even in the sense that I had seen that tweet. I just think narratively, that was the only... Wasn't that the point that that was the way you got rid of it? And so all of a well, sudden, she just takes this medication and she managed to cough it up. Like,
4: Well, there's a file that says it's it's intrinsically linked to uh, U3's life. So once U3 expires, then all of its uh, its parasites are oh, released and yeah. uh, die with it.
2: I, I must have missed that, but also that's still dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think.
1: I don't think she, it was a parasite in the typical sense. I don't think it was a no. plaga She was infected with it. Was something, yeah, intrinsically linked to the U three. And once no. U three, once U three died, that died within her. So it didn't really surprise me that she didn't use Lewis's no. machine.
4: But, but it feels, still... it feels more like a, it feels more like a plot device infection. Ex- exactly say, what I was about to say
2: law. Yeah. Why did we need to make it that if that's the case? You could have just done this with the parasite thing instead and just not had it linked, and then it would have been again going back to this whole dramatic tension thing. Yes, it's not going to add much, but it's more interesting. Yeah. Her just coughing it up is not is, and it's linked to it is is a dumb idea, and it doesn't endear me to it. Now I know that. Now I know that's in a file. I'm almost more pissed off.
3: <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't a huge. I said. I thought. I thought it was going to lead to Wesker basically capturing her in a kind of Krauser role, and then you, you know, perhaps she was going to be infected perhaps more, you know, that would, have, vit- that would have been,
2: I'm sorry, actually Nick, you're saying that, that would have been way more interesting, that like, near the end, she's like, there's a fight, and she wins, but she passes out, and that's when Whisker came in, and saved her, and took her to the Plaga chair, mm. and he ends up being the one, that activates the machine, to try and save her, that would have been, way then, more interesting,
4: and then she's like, oh, what, what happened to the, like the U3 monster, and he's just like, don't worry about it,
2: <laughs> yeah, like it came back like she thought she defeated he kills it saves her puts her on the chair saves her that would make the narrative between her and whisker a much more interesting dynamic and there i would be like her being infected would be a much more cooler thing to have that situation exactly. who cares about narr- who cares about uh, tension and the infection it's setting up a narrative point of like whisker actually came in and saved her like he did do that in the main game but it kind of seemed throwaway when it was that important. That's that would be a huge difference. Like this is a life or death, you know, infection.
3: Yeah, yeah, a bit of a, a missed okay, But it just adds to the list of main characters that have now been infected in the entire series. So that's pretty much everyone now. Uh, yeah, has had an infection.
4: Yeah, the the of cynical sorts. person, the cynical person, could say it's it's another female character that's got in, infected, so she can retain her eternal youth.
5: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: oh, no. Whereas poor Chris, by the time he's you know sixty, he's going to be surrounded by uh, all similar aged peers that look twenty. <laughs> he's going to be all greyed and <laughs> he's all greyed and, and old. Because I think I think every main female character in the series now has had some infection of some point. Yeah. Of the of the lead I'm, ladies. I'm, or
2: I want to add also the caveat that Leon has also retained his relatively useful looks. We had the blogger in it. Right. Exactly, yeah.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. There were um I mean it talks about some of the, the kind of gameplay elements there with the some of the hallucinations and things like that. There was there's a quite a, a few new things added here, so we can come back to perhaps some of the hallucinations if you like a bit later, but Ada now seems to have super duper contact lenses. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, <but we're, laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Yeah, I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't entirely sure if Wes could see from them. I, 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 don't, I don't
4: think so. No, uh,
3: I don't think we're quite at that level. But it was, you know, that was the justification for hitting the R one button for the for the grappling gun. As you're kind of seeing yeah. it, and then, of course, later uh, using the the footprints to, fo- to follow people, which which was used mm. okay. I mean, you know.
2: It's very, it's very Batman Arkham.
3: Yes, it is. Yes. What, what did everyone, what did everyone think of that, that, that kind of new element?
4: No.
2: no? <laughs> <laughs> what did I surprise? The thing, is, the
4: thing is, I'm always like, I'm always happy to have resident evil have uh, th- there's a phrase isn't there that um the technology within a property can exist from 5 minutes in the future and Res- resident evil has always felt like it's had an aspect of that when you've had like you know linear launches made in 1983 and things i don't mind certain aspects of it but when we're talking about like you know full hd screens that are that are contact lenses or cybernetic eye well, it doesn't really go mm. into any real detail what the iris is but this this sort of It amuses me that we've had two remakes with Ada in and she's had technology which far exceeds the setting i feel you know with the uh spy device that she had in remake 2 you know oh like yes the, she did oh yes you know, you could yeah. yeah. through walls and hack them remotely and things like that it just yeah. it just it feels like an extension of that oh, And and in terms of like a gameplay thing it's scripted to a fault it would almost have been nice if they'd used it like as like a genesis scanner where you could hit the iris at any time and use it to find items or something That would have been an interesting way to find things just feels feels cheap to me. It just feels like another way they can just slow the pacing down a little bit and
2: pad. That would have been an interesting way to find treasure rather than having the maps from the merchant was that you scan for the treasures in this mode. And they get marked on your map when you're in the area for looking around.
4: Yeah, because it's scripted to a fault, it just it just falls flat for me. And on repeat playthroughs, it's just going to be a just thing you've got to do. You know, yeah, well, especially the
2: footprinting. I don't I don't mind the marker for the for the grappling because obviously that's telling you, yeah, distance wise, on it you know, could get close. Which I mean, from a gameplay perspective, this is the problem, I guess. That if you take away the footprint. Thing, which is obviously added to just make more interesting, well, at the first playthrough an interesting gameplay diversion but what, as Sean just quickly and correctly said, was that it's going to become annoying on repeat playthroughs whereas the great gra- thing, I'm kind of like, you have to have a marker for that somehow, so I guess in the universe it makes sense for the fact that they've given her this tech, I can I can see the compliance. I, I don't mind personally at the end of the day I mean, there's a difference between plot conveniences and gameplay conveniences and while I definitely agree with Sean's thing that perhaps it feels a little bit too futuristic this is also the franchise that, once they did remake of 2, had technology even within the umbrella bases that was way ahead of its time. Yeah, it's like great. Yeah. 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 So I think we have to bear the idea that things are also made of their time, including remakes that compared to the original. Obviously, if you were doing the original, you never would have had flat panels in 1997, 98, because they didn't exist. Now you're retroactively doing it, you might chuck something in to make something look more futuristic in its time period. Yeah,
1: I didn't really mind it for the most part. I just... I didn't really see what it brought to the table in the sense that unless I'm forgetting something didn't the only thing it did was show her where the cigarettes were so she could get Lewis's
2: radio frequency uh, yeah. and the footprints for the puzzle with uh, it yeah. shows
4: her which way uh, Lewis escaped the castle and things like that to the point well, where it yeah. shows you like where his handprints were yeah but the game's the game's so linear do you really need that <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean for the puzzle for the puzzle one, it made sense because you were trying to figure out which order someone went to. But it's you mm. could do that puzzle in a different way somehow, anyway, if you wanted to. Do you know, mm-hmm. to
1: explain why she was so, you know, stoic throughout the main game. But I I don't think he was watching her through that.
2: Um, he was obviously tracking her, but not watching her because he obviously knew exactly where she was when she passed out, and he's there. So. But that's the other part I kind of wanted to get to, and now I'm preemptively saying it, is it makes it feel like he was following her the whole time, like, Anytime we didn't see him in the ship, he's back on the island watching her. He, he's doing to her what he, she was doing to Leon. So yeah. it's almost like she's in there looking at Leon through some, her scan thing, and then he's up on the hill behind her watching her doing that.
4: How did you guys honestly feel about the, the hookshot shenanigans in this? Because if you go back to the original separate ways, the hookshot is mainly just used for her to gain ground. Whereas in this, she's, she's fucking swinging around El Gigante like I'm playing Marvel Spider-Man on the PS4. I mean, you know, she's literally. It, it feels like the, the, the funny thing is, like in an RE6, that kind of stuff was accepted because the the game that surrounded that sort of stuff was so outlandish and bonkers anyway that it just kind of fit within that. But I find it really, really interesting that like remake four, on the most part, is a grounded version of this tale, and yet you've got Ada going absolutely mad i mean the hook shot stuff she does in this is just it, it's superhuman like even spider-man can't do the stunts that she can do
2: in this i'm kind of on the Nick side of this that i kind of go it's action-packed and gave it a little bit more leeway i I love thought the gameplay.
4: I, I absolutely love like the ranged melee attacks and stuff like that when, when i'm playing yeah. Merc, i'm all for it because because ada plays fantastically well in mercs but yeah, i'm just been, talking about yeah. it more from a tone point of view
2: well, that's where I'm going with this. It's the same okay. thing, tonally, isn't it? Like, from a from a narrative standpoint, if you're accepting that on the gameplay perspective, you kind of have to accept it on the cutscene perspective. Otherwise, it, it you will end up complaining that it's disjointed that she can do stuff in the cutscenes she can't do in the gameplay, or she can do stuff in the gameplay that yeah, she should fair. have I should see. have done in the cutscene. I mean, I love the the thing that one of the things they added, which it's a shame that it's a perk, but one of the um, oh, case the trinkets is the shield pull that you can do with. And I'm like, oh my god this is a game changer. Like Mm. I was like, holy crap, this is so good that I can just rip a shield off someone rather than having to like shoot their feet or head. And I have, I was having fun doing that. I was like,
4: yes, equip it immediately. If you haven't tried it, people. Because it, yeah. it, it, I mean, I, I mean, it, I mean, the gameplay loop for Ada is a lot of fun because of the hook shot, the way it's worked into the melee and stuff.
2: Knock down multiple enemies with a melee kick, like it's just it, fun. Like
4: she is ridiculously fun in Mercs.
3: I also have to say, as someone who got very bored of El Gigante in the original game, I think <laughs> a, across both the remake and this, they 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 managed El Gigante in a much more interesting way. So even the because obviously you have got the first boss battle in Leon's, you know, in the in the by the by the lake. Then you've kind of got him as you know the cave troll round the turrets, and then you've got the two and the lava room or whatnot. And, and but they, they 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 remove some of the other ones, and this is what's brought into this game, I suppose. The the uh, that boss battle um, that they kind of skipped in the in the original. I know you didn't like it as much, and I thought it was quite an interesting take in that it was a it's the same as Leon's battle, but you could go that little bit higher, whereas in the original LG you destroy the buildings and throw them at you. This this is a case of you going on top of the buildings. And then I I actually thought for a and I'm I'm not that I'm usually not very praiseworthy of boss battles in across all the remakes because I feel they think gameplay first, boss second. I think in this one, because they were they were always gonna have the hookshot as part of it for you know, because that's part of Ada's character I actually thought they, they they it felt a lot more organic in the idea construction if you know what I mean it felt to, it felt tonally like yes this is what she would be doing to get out of the way get get the higher ground and then I was barring off quite a lot of the uh, with with the crossbow at the you know and using the the, the idea that you know a, aiming for the exposed plaga i it's tricky It's a hard boss fight actually but i actually thought it was quite good and I, I, that was my favorite one
4: to be clear like, in terms of a gameplay experience, it, it's wonderful. You know, it's, it's a very clever way of remixing the El Gigante fight. I was just more uh, like approaching it from a question of tone. The fact that. You know the the main campaign is grounded and gritty, and then we've got acrobatic Spider-Man in the in the DLC. <laughs> you, you you know you you three have made it made it apparent that I this is possibly a nitpick. No, just no, a, a I, mean, nitpick. no
2: I, I I can totally see it too because in certain things you would just be like it's a, a tonal inconsistent or whatever. And and what I was saying is consistency to its own DLC narrative. But yeah. as you correctly yeah, also fire. point out. But, it, but also, as you correctly point out at the same time in Sphere 2, that this has um, been much more of a grounded, realistic take in some respects. There's you know goofy one liners and silly stuff. So, all of a sudden, to have this, it is a bit of a tonal change, even if it is somewhat true to the character. You know, yeah. It's not true to the to the game. So, I get it. I haven't considered it's, it
4: in that respect really being true to Ada and who she is. That's fair.
2: In regards to the, that boss fight, though, the thing that's really frustrating is that you're all correct in this to me in the sense that. Like I think it was a very clever boss fight. I enjoyed it. It was cool to see the, the, this massive destruction in this whole farm area. Mm. But then I, because there was all these the fights in the game and I had much like you, Nick, I'd kind of been burnt out on them. I was like, this is a much cooler idea. I wish I'd had this rather than some of the other ones. And, I, and of course, when I, my first reaction was like, oh, no, not another Al Gigante fight. And I'm like, and there, even though I enjoyed the dynamics of it, I still was just like, oh, God, I'm sick of not these.
3: Well, I had that. So... I had that feeling on U three. I thought mm. c- certainly the village boss.
2: Base, yes, yeah. I
3: thought was a bit cheap because I, I don't mind the hallucinations. I don't mind multiple ones. You know, they kind of done it before. I just got a little bit pissed off that seemingly the ghost versions of him could hurt me, and that yeah, they really yeah. annoyed me, and I was like, what, what, yeah. what, what is this? That's because... actually
4: gone further than the Revelations fight as well, because Norman's hallucinations couldn't hurt you in Revelations. Mm.
2: But I guess the idea is that, is that at the end of the day, these are hallucinations that are embedded to a physical connection to you, i.e. the Thing that's in you. So when it is mentally attacking you as much as mm. it is physically attacking you, it can still injure you. I guess is the, the, the narrative. Con- 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 yeah, kind of con- conceit. So yeah, yeah uh, but it is baby, annoying. It? I'm a, yeah, it's and that's the it. The baby, the baby connection. Yeah, but um, yeah. but yeah, that's that's all I can think really in that sense
3: but i like i like the, the visuals of him in terms of you know mm. in terms of the world that they created surrounds
2: yeah,
4: um, uh, everything is is a cool
2: tool yeah. and, and it also has a connection to the other when you see bits of like the grayed out thing that you see from the par- main parasite as well it points to so because that happens to ada as well when she gets infected and a few other times you get flashes of that too so it's all obviously connected and this so obviously the, it proves that like even this creature is still connected to the hive mind concept too so
1: and I really enjoyed that fight too and I the first time I did it I was very very low on ammo so by the time I'd killed him he uh, he had pretty much destroyed the whole farm I think only <laughs> literally, the li- literally just the windmill was left standing I think
4: that is, no. That's the only missed trick I feel that they had with the game is that there would have been an amazing moment if Leon had gone back through the farm in the main campaign seeing the entire place has been fucking levelled and he's just like, what, what, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> and then that would have obviously led to a lot of people going, oh, that's going to be Raiders' campaign, surely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Something
3: I always uh, enjoyed doing in, the, in, in Remake 4 was, was using the stealth mechanic. As, um, I, I really enjoyed it as an addition... It didn't get used as much as I would have liked. Obviously, you can tailor your own ways of you know s- sneaking about, but it's only a matter of time in most encounters in the original that you know that that's the end of that. Mm. I used it quite a lot in this game. Um, I think the game gives lots of smaller mini boss battles, not boss battles, but encounters. There'll be like mm. I'm, I'm thinking of the island, for example, as you're kind of going. Through all the all the lasers and the guns and bit, there's li- little kind of areas that you can do a bit of sneaking. A- alarm goes off, and then you and then they all come, kill them, and then you go the next bit, and then you can plan your attack like that. And I found I use stealth loads in this, and so that really helped me enjoy the process um, mm. a lot more.
4: Yeah, I think I took out entire rooms with stealth, mm. uh, certainly in the castle. And it helps that Ada's a lot more nimble. She's a lot faster.
3: Yeah, and and what's quite good is that you can. You're not always sure which ones you can get because you know some are hiding quite well. Some of the Ganados and whatnot are hiding quite well, but you know perhaps a a few play, a few deaths, and you can kind of come back. So yeah, in the castle there are a lot of places you you could implement the stealth tactic, and I found myself prioritising. The repair of the knife a lot. Something I didn't actually do that much in the original game. I think I only ever repaired it once or twice. Whereas this time, as soon as as it needed repairing, I was an old merchant getting that done because I used it so often. And I think the stealth kind of added a little bit to the femme fatale sneaky mission type scenario head canning a little bit you know trying to make it my own little my own little take on it i think that 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 was quite good but i did use the 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 shot quite a lot to get out of areas sometimes i was like oh (laughs) running 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 it's like you know and then hoping that there's a there's a hook i can grab out there i think i was it the is at the end of the castle? Where, where there's loads of loads of ba- um, catapults coming off at you. Um, I think towards the end there's load and I was just absolutely bombing it through, and I was like, I wasn't even stopping. I was like, you know, hook shot out of there. Next bit, next turret. Let's get out of here.
0: Control, do you copy? I'm listening. Go on. We ran into some unexpected trouble.
5: And what will you do about it?
0: Louise is already en route to the church. I'm tracking him every step of the way. Very well.
5: Then I suggest you hurry.
0: Copy. That's where I need to go. Stick to the high ground.
5: You have the means. I will
4: say, though, after playing the main campaign quite extensively, and obviously separate ways recently, I never want to see a game where I have to fucking smash boxes en masse to get supplies ever <laughs> again. Oh um, my god, what a fucking chore sure that is in this game. Oh my god. It's just having them available on shelves, Jesus.
3: It's like Pablo Picasso visited Spain and then just decided to paint everywhere. It's, it is, you're it's right, pretty, it's utterly
4: nonsense. I don't actually mind the fact that they're marked, it's, it's just the fact that I find it a fucking chore when you go into a, a new room and there's three barrels and four boxes all in different locations that all have to be, you know, routinely smashed before you can pick up the items. Just put the items on the floor or the shelves. You know, it's one thing that The Last of Us, or you know, as its nearest example I can think of, does really well is that the item picking up is extremely quick. You know, on subsequent replay throughs, it was the same in the original, to be fair, having to get the fucking knife out every time. But and, uh, there's got to be there's got to be a better way of doing it than this. It's so slow.
3: When you were playing, mm, I wonder where I should go. I, it, it, the game doesn't even give you an opportunity to actually need to per- peruse the map or think about where you've got to go next because there will be no. some ledge or uh, half ladder that's painted yellow just for you to go. Oh, that, that's where I need to go. <laughs> There's just no skill in it. Yeah, at all.
4: And I, I suppose one of the things that the iris actually does to its to its detriment is it actually gives because most of the areas. Certainly is the bit you described, Nick, where you were escaping the catapults and whatnot. The iris actually shows you where the final hookshot thing is to get out of each area. Yeah. So once it flags up, it's almost like the um, the Resident Evil 6 like objective marker. And as long as you bomb for that, you know that you're pretty much good to get out of the room. I don't think I did. You're right, actually. Thinking about it now, you've mentioned it. I don't think I checked the map once in separate ways. Because you don't really need to because of the way the game sort of funnels you through. It's certainly a lot more linear and driven, but then I suppose it matches Ada's mission as such. She she is yeah. a lot more driven with uh, mission objectives and things.
1: And the original was super linear as well, to be
2: fair. Mm. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I spent my time only really looking at the map to uh, look at, for the treasures that was basically it.
3: Ada herself was, uh, I feel, better integrated into this game. Um, and we've kind of briefly spoken about, even in the original separate ways. You know, outside of perhaps a few cutscenes, it didn't really gel as well as perhaps it could. And I I think, if memory serves me well, it doesn't, even in the original, it doesn't quite work out um, if you play it through. I think some of the scenes don't quite match up. But this one was a lot lot more seamlessly integrated, should we say.
4: Well, it just helps that it was all obviously built in tandem with the main campaign this time.
3: Yes. Yeah. And it's, it just felt that, that nicer, you know, it's, it's like some of the cutscenes, you know, Ada, then you always want you to, you always wants you to go back and play the ma- main campaign and then, you know, flip on photo mode during the cutscene if you can, and then see if Ada is standing there. Obviously she mm. won't be, but you know, it's that. Like, oh, okay.
4: If she is, if she always was, then bravo Capcom. That's absolutely mm. incredible. If you can actually go back to those moments in the main campaign and see her, then I will, I will, I'll do something absolutely. outlandish. Spoiler
1: alert, you can't.
4: <laughs> you tried. Have you tried? Uh, well, I
1: played through sort of the first half looking for the little clues and there's nothing there. Like um, Lewis's cigarettes are not on the shelf, for example. Oh,
4: no, you're breaking my heart.
1: That is... um, and the little sort of grappling hook thing in the castle is not there and stuff, but
4: they're oh just God. little things. That, that is one of the patches. great bits about RE6, isn't it? When you can see Ada in the distance mm. on the crane and stuff like that, and when you when you're playing the Sherry, it's it's really cool.
3: Yeah, but I like I, I like the fact that there's more interaction with Vion in the sense that you know she was just outside when he's battling uh, Salazar and things like that, and you kind kind of if you if you stay around, you can hear him having you know Salazar's rabbiting on about whatnot. You know, and I liked all that.
2: Yeah, my favourite little touch like that was that. It's such a ridiculous one. Is that when you're at the church, if you go climb, when you walk up back up on the roof, and you walk to, you can hear Ashley, like yes. crying. I
4: missed that. Yeah, I saw someone put, put that on Twitter. I never yeah, thought to even know.
2: Yeah, you can't see it, but you can hear it when you're up on the roof. So,
4: so what I
3: think. A lot of people um, have spoken about online since Separate Ways came out. Is it's almost like Ada didn't get a lot of lines in the original game, and you obviously you see basically all of Ada's lines in Separate Ways again. They repeat the you know some of the same uh, cutscenes. This really does flesh out Ada's storyline uh, as one would expect, and I've seen a lot of commentary about you know almost like redemption for Lily. Um, as a voice actress, which I find, uh, in, you know, uh, an odd thing to say necessarily. It wasn't. That, it wasn't that she was ever particularly bad. It's just that you know, in, in the in the main game campaign, it's just that she didn't have anything to say.
2: Um, she didn't get given much yeah, and the dialogue she, thought... <laughs> she did get, and the dialogue she did get was often vague. It was, anyway. and
3: and this really, I, I think this helps. It, it you know, separate ways really help. You know, in terms of what she says to Leon. It flows a lot better, and I I, 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 th- I I thought Lily did a really good job with it.
4: What people need to appreciate is it's an entirely revised version of the character. Like, yeah, Lily yeah. Gow's Ada is not trying to be the sultry, sexy Sally Carhill in a very, very silly ball dress in, you know, closing uh, fall or autumn Spain, where she'd be freezing. This is a much more grounded stoic take uh, and and Lily's performance reflects that. Yeah. She's not trying to be alluring in any way or anything like that. She's a professional in this and that is that's the fundamental dif- difference.
3: And I thought it matched remake 2 relatively well. Um at least in terms of what we see. I mean in remake 2 she's you know, she, she's she's not a lot like original Re2 ADO in my opinion. She's again, she's very very cold. I think it's probably the best term towards Leon in the encounters. Leon's like this kind of like puppy dog, but he, whereas in the original, I suppose he's always been a bit like that. But in the original, he's kind of you know, you can see that she cares by the end. Actually, whereas in remake two, she's a little bit like. Just, I'll
4: uh, I'll shout out Sunny on this one. He actually called called this one out on the on our Discord the other day that. He quite likes the uh, inversion in Remake 4 that actually at times Ada tries to almost win Leon over and he's the one not interested this time because he's sort of more professionally Mm. closed off through his training and whatnot, uh, which I think is a neat flip on the original and a nice observation, yeah. Because he really, really doesn't trust her in this.
3: No. No, he doesn't. And Um, it's
4: very apparent he's he's almost not interested now.
3: Talking of Spider-Man... Yeah, that's
4: that's one of the...
1: (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> you can... talking of spider-man was it a spider-man family guy reference you always get one or something like that that came up there's a i don't know yeah it was a deep cut if it was um
4: i don't know what you're talking about Nick.
3: in in family guy <laughs> there's a spider-man meme where you always get you always get one life saved by spider-man and in this she says Something very, very, or am I thinking?
1: I think just following on from what Sean said, I, that's one of the things I do miss about the original Resident Evil 4 is the relationship between Leon and Ada is a bit rigid in this. I mean, Sonny's point is correct, Leon's very standoffish with Ada in this, but likewise. She doesn't seem to care as much about Leon as she does in the original Resident Evil 4. And she's not as calculating in this either. Like, in the original, it was Ada who made sure Leon was there to save Ashley so he could she could use him as an, a distraction to help her complete a mission, things like that. Whereas in this version, she had no idea Leon was going to be sent to rescue Ashley. You know, she's not he's not part of her plan in this. And I yeah, kind of miss... Yeah, yeah, she I,
2: just utilises it while he's there, but not didn't organize it in the first place, yeah. Yeah,
1: so I'd miss all that kind of calculating, forward-planning aspect to her character. You know, it's the same with Wesker, talking about the ending to the original game. You know, in the original Resident Evil 4, Ada knew exactly what she was doing. She had every move thought out. And I just find it really strange that once she gets the Plaga, she then says to Wesker, well, what are you going to do with it? And he's going to basically commit genocide. She's like, "Oh shit! Well, I'm not going to give you it then." You know, the, I think the original Ada would have been a, mo- a lot more switched on as to what Wesker was going to do. That's in no way Lily's fault. I've just I've said plenty of times. I just think the character of Ada is just written all
4: wrong for these remakes. And and I I absolutely agree. From a personal point of view, this this Ada doesn't work for me. And and I come off the the attitude that Ada was one of my favourite characters in the OG timeline, and still is you know um i think i think i'm long bored of this merry dance with her now you know not knowing who she her true motives and who she truly works for and having a a more stoic even more difficult version of the character to um dissect and break down is is just frustrating now I don't find it tantalising or interesting like we used to speculate fifteen twenty years ago. <laughs> I just, I just, I just, sort of shrug. I just sort of shrug now and go, "Well, yeah, she's just doing
2: whatever, isn't she?" Because because the character hasn't greatly it's, moved on, and then and and, 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 yeah. and sex is a good exemplification of that. For example, where like yeah. they had good opportunity to kind of. And you've said this before, Sean, too, like to to dig into the character a lot more. And you feel like it's heading that way, especially considering, you know, she's so important to the plot with the whole Carla thing. And then all of a sudden, by the end, she's just back to being her usual self. And you're like, oh, did she change? Did we learn much about her? Not really.
4: And this is the fundamental problem I have with, with the whole remake saga we're going through. And this is obviously a discussion for either later in the podcast or obviously our remake reflections podcast coming up. But Ada Ada worked as a character, I feel, in the original games because there was the mystery that surrounded her. And that mystery could be expanded and, and ran for many, many years. Newsflash, it was run for many, many years and we never got answers. And in going back to, like, 2 and 4, her initial appearances, to still not get any answers, to not take that opportunity, to not even, like, in Remake 4's case of taking that opportunity to fix a couple of weird continuity issues like Giant Pharmaceutical Company S, I just find it frustrating. I just feel like we're retreading ground that, you know, we particularly on the podcast, and I know a lot of our listeners, we've already been here so retreading this ground again I just find I just find maddening. You know, I can't go on a forum and and or a Discord and just chew up like Ada's motives and everything because they've not massively changed still. And that's what's so frustrating. It's like these remakes are completely botching their attempt at their their opportunity to maybe start to peel back some layers of Ada and reveal more about her. They're just literally retreading the same beats. Telling them slightly differently, yes, but still ultimately leaving us going, Who does she fucking work for? Like do we still not know this after twenty five years? Is yeah, I was about one? to say,
3: we don't, we don't actually find anything out and the, the more we got from remake two and remake four, it does seem seemingly suggest that she, I'm not sure if she worked for anyone. Was she just it almost like she's being played as a mercenary that's just very good at a job.
1: Yeah, I mean, she refers to Wesker as a client, doesn't she? And she, obviously, Mm -hmm. he mentions that he pays her and she wants more money for blowing up the island and stuff. It seems like they've simplified it a lot. You know, I've mentioned previously how they got rid of the Umbrella revival subplot, because ultimately in the law, we know it never really went anywhere. It was just quite randomly abandoned um, in favor of ouroboros And the introduction of Blue Umbrella in Resident Evil 7 kind of made the whole Wesker wanting to revive Umbrella thing redundant anyway. And they seem to have done the same here with the whole loyalty to the organization subplot. It's frustrating for us as you know, veteran fans because this was sort of one of the hanging plot points from 15 years ago, that you know, we still talk about to this day. And remake four seems to have simplified it and and got rid of it completely. Again, probably because it was never ever followed up on. You know, in this remake, that loyalty sort of test between Ada and Wesker still exists, but for Ada, it's a much more personal one. She doesn't seem to be following orders this time round. She simply betrays Wesker because of her own personal moral reasons and she does mention in a monologue after chapter one that you know beforehand she was just a spy who would do the job no matter how bad the job was no matter you know how many people got hurt she would just do it and not ask any questions but then she says, you know, her experience in Raccoon City completely changed that, and I think that goes a long way as to why she ultimately decides not to give Wesker the uh, the amber. Again, I can I'm disappointed they've got rid of the whole organisation subplot because it it really adds to the politics and the world building. But I can kind of understand why they've done it because ultimately it never really went anywhere.
4: Mm. I think, I think that's cute, and with the benefit of hindsight, it's easy for Capcom to strip out the ideas that they can maybe look back on 20 years later and have a second chance at revising. But I just personally find it a little bit insulting to all the work that's gone into all the grand lore and everything. And I know people could argue, you know, well, yeah, well, as John, you rightly say, that this plot point didn't go anywhere, the Umbrella Revival didn't go anywhere. But what people need to appreciate, if you weren't there, you know, back in 2005 and whatnot when all this was, was kicking off, was this was the law? This was the glue, the politics and the the background storylines that was in the supplemental, supplementary, supplementary material. Was the glue that held this series together in the worst times? You know when that when the, you know like the games were falling apart because they weren't very good. Like Resident Evil Sixes and your you you know your your Operation Raccoon Cities were being forced down us, and even to some extent like the Chronicles games and. I know a lot of people like Resident Evil Five didn't land for for certain people, and we always had like the background law, you know, these grand mysteries. And I just, uh, I don't know, it. I I I I feel it's more than a shame. I almost feel it's an insult on those original plot threads. I, I appreciate they didn't go anywhere, but that's sometimes what a mystery is. And and to just sort of simply for 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 people to come along now and just say, well, they didn't work, so they can go. It's just simplifying the story and. And the problem is when you simplify something like Resident Evil, when you strip it of all its politics and its mysteries, Resident Evil storylines are a bit silly.
5: <laughs> yeah. they, they
4: sometimes need the subtext that exists beneath. They need the files. They need those details. Because if you, if you just take the games at face value, President's Daughter Kidnapped by Insane Cult, and Action Hero Leon Kennedy goes to island and saves her, it's a bit silly, isn't it? It's a bit Hollywood. It was, it was, it was the details and and the rich politics of the the organisations and the shady corporations that make this Resident Evil. And if you strip all that away, what does it become?
2: I fundamentally I agree, but I guess in the context of this, I kind of see why because of what you know we're, we've said it, it went nowhere. So when you've got a chance to remake it, it's probably the first time actually of all these remakes where I really think they've made adjustment that kind of made sense given what happened next anyway and perhaps where they want to push this narrative should they continue to remake other games. Because the Umbrella thing, I feel, was a knee-jerk reaction to the knee-jerk reaction of the fact that they killed off Umbrella and everyone reacted negatively to it. Because the time, much like you said, Sean, the time, you've got to put it in the context of the time, and the time was Resident Evil 4 came out and they killed off Umbrella in the opening line of dialogue, basically. And then everyone went, whoa, what? Hang on, how did that happen? What, what was going on? And then, obviously, internally, they went, oh, maybe we overcorrected by going the down the route of like just axing Umbrella. And so we're like, oh, we could create a new Umbrella to replace the Umbrella, and it's Wesker's intent. And you know, so there was this thought there, but then it was never yeah. really thought out. And then and- when they got to the next game... They went. Oh, actually, that wasn't quite what we wanted to do.
4: And and that is a fundamental issue with the original version of RE4 is like they that like you say they axe Umbrella in the opening cutscene, but then by the end of the same fucking game, they're promising Umbrella going to be back in a new guise. Yeah, and, and, and I think was, they
2: were never committed to it, and that's yeah. It.
4: And as a result of that botched storytelling approach, we had to, as a fan base, endure like what has been a fifteen-year course correct, and I, I've I kind of lived through it. I've done it now, we've all collectively done it, and I'm not really interesting I'm not really interested we've, we've sort of lived through it, and it's gone, it's done. I'm not really interested in them seeing adding additional plasters over the bullet wound. you know Well
2: right? I, I think the fundamental difference here I don't, I don't know if I agree with the 15year thing because I think fundamentally the whole retroactive replacement of that happened by 4 years later in Resident Evil 5. That's really when it was corrected. If you if you're saying it was 15 years past that point it's I think that's a bit ex, 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 egregious. I think it's it was clear within f- 4 years that they had changed that plan. It's a kind of a weird place to to be because yeah, do you fundamentally say they did want to remake 5 and we'll, we'll probably touch on this near the end of the conversation i'm sure nick's gonna bring this up but if you remake five now you would end up with the same disconnect when it's a clear disconnect so if you remove it now and don't make it obvious and you do go remake five it's going to flow better because now you've got the hindsight you know, you've got the retrospective concept of where you're, where the narrative actually ended up going so it seems better just to remove the the extraneous part now is it's tough i I get it i I do agree with you fundamentally but i'm also like this is the first time in these remakes where i feel like maybe they actually took the opportunity to remake things sensibly i.e separate ways actually feels like a b scenario whereas the b scenario resident evil 2 didn't like nick mentioned earlier and now you're talking about fixing something that would create a better character uh, get better continuity of narrative and now we're arguing not to take that out i'm like we can't have it both ways man we can't have it both ways
3: i'm gonna throw a couple of spanners into the works there for bringing in john because i'm sure he'll, he'll have a, a comment or two the, the cohesiveness is a really important point three letters hcf which is an interesting <laughs> point um just be, bringing them into re7 still is one of the most random things that they've ever done so it'd be interesting yeah. to see what happens to that in the future If anything, but also it it remake two. My memory may be a little hazy. I don't think we ever have ever had confirmation that Ada was working for Wesker in Resident Evil Two. Well, we did. We
2: We, we did through Wesker's report.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: But what are you talking about? That remake or remake?
3: Remake purely, purely from a remake. Time, time, and I, I, if we look at a remake timeline
2: yeah, yes but then I guess we've gone with the assumption that it's the same as the original until said otherwise because it hasn't been yeah. said if My that makes po- sense no, no, I agree. Yeah.
3: I agree entirely. My point is is that the moment... Because there's two phases of Wesker, <laughs> if you like, in the OG timeline, if you want to call it call it that. There's the, I'm collecting every virus and parasite under the sun Wesker. Then there's manacle Wesker, when he meets up with Spencer. And we've had... There's been a couple of conversations about this um, and, and this kind of change. It, it It's just interesting that you've got a more consistent Wesker, perhaps in this one, where you can, he's collecting a plaga... And is also manacle and world god delusional, if you want to call it that. I I just wonder whether we're ever going to see, and this could relate to a Co Veronica remake. God's sake, I hate all this. You know, are we going to see, you know, West uh, virus collecting Wesker? Because I said because we don't have direct confirmation in the remake timeline that he was after the G virus. I just wonder if they're going to completely narrow it. You know, really simplify Wesker.
2: It, it... It's possible, but then it's possible that we'll just explain that. Who knows? We won't know until we know. That's the simplest answer, isn't it? Like, mm. well, that's the thing make, I thought. Well, narratively, it it would make sense because you've already just shown him collecting this the Plaga stuff. So, if you go back in the timeline five years, six years, then you're going to expect him to be doing the same thing with the viruses. And so, if they did do a Code Veronica remake, we expect the outcome is the same. He's there to get the virus and will likely end up with exactly the same circumstances that the original had, more or less. So I, I yeah, I don't know, Nick. There's no there's no way to answer that question because we don't know.
1: There isn't. John, what, what was your
5: thoughts?
1: Well, I don't think you've got out to worry about there, Nick. I think remake two was made on the supposition that, you know, Wesker was gonna have his behind the scenes role with Ada that he had in the original timeline. You do there is a scene in Remake Two where she's speaking to someone on the radio but the yep. voice is garbled and you know, 99.9% of the fan base were like, yeah, that's Wesker. But going back to separate ways, purely coming at it from a law perspective, I think the remakes have dropped the ball in terms of being able to expand on the original storylines because we know there's so much supplemental material already out there that's been written and rubber-stamped for years that doesn't appear in these games. And your case in point where you mentioned HCF there, that's probably one of the biggest because they... They do play a big role behind the scenes in Resident Evil 2. You know, if Capcom are going to remake Code Veronica, they play a big role in that. And obviously, they play a big role in Resident Evil 4 as well. And whilst I understand they've simplified the plot by making Ada's betrayal of Wesker a more personal decision, you know, it's disappointing that Capcom have chosen the easy route of jettisoning these subplots when they could have expanded on them. You know, they could have told us who HCF are, thrown in some files about, you know, Wesker's history with them and, you know, really set up um, events for the next game, whether it's going to be a sequel to the mainline series or a remake of one of the older ones. You know, it's disappointing that, like Sean keeps saying, we keep retreading old ground, but we're not getting any new answers. We're just getting different twists on the same events.
2: I think that's a thing across the board with the, the remakes, which we've talked about, that you had this opportunity even to create a more cohesive continuity, and there doesn't even seem that has even been followed, let alone being able to put more detail into it. And that's slightly disappointing, too. Like we've already talked about the disconnect between two and three. In some respects, that could have been a lot more closer. So it's kind of, I guess, we shouldn't be surprised that it's more simplified mm. and Things don't connect as well the fact that separate ways connects as well to the main story is yeah. why we're all shocked by it
4: yeah, yeah. and and, and it, you know like like we say it, it's far better integrated than the original version of separate ways ever was
3: i say we will be doing a kind of deep dive if you like into the overall uh, remakes as you know as we are up to number four by now uh, in in yep. our next podcast, which uh, which will be, this has almost been like a little bit of a teaser, I suppose, as to the type of conversations I think we're going to be going to be having.
4: Yep. Um, I'm going to have a horrible time. Thank you.
3: Yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm afraid you might have a little horrible time.
2: <laughs> get I'm the afraid... beers ready, Sean. Get the beers ready.
3: The, the, the remake train has very much left the marshalling yard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so does it? Does well, it exist in this version? Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a poor one,
4: Matt. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs>
2: Give us the marshalling
4: yard sword.
2: it's on its yeah. way to the dead factory. <laughs> ooh,
4: ooh. dramas Sorry. left the nest. <laughs> anyway, what, though, this is probably a, a nice little way to segue it back into a uh, RE4. So there was a very, very amusing piece of art that came out many, many years ago, not long after Remake Two came out, and it was a like a, a like a cross section of rural Spain. And oh, it was yeah. The Remake Four map, and it was uh, it, it started with, like village, castle. And then there was another thing on the top of a mountain, and then there was a massive fucking long elevator down it into. There it, it it was it, the mines, I think. It was it mines? <laughs> and, then, and then we go into El Nesto. Well, <laughs> uh, as 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 I'll oh, shout out Mish because he he liked to taunt me this this one, Mish for you. They kind of did nest El Nesto, didn't they? In in separate ways, because Ada goes to a very much dedicated bioweapon testing facility with laser walls.
3: Yes,
2: yeah. I was I wanted to come to that. That is today. basically
4: <laughs> your nest, isn't it? That is the, that is El Nesto.
2: It did <laughs> pop into my head when I arrived. And I have to they admit. actually
4: did it, the bastards.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: and just it just even it, a- it's not a lift, but you have to go on a, a lengthy cable car journey to get there. Yeah. It's 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 its own dedicated facility. And some did I am I, have I read somewhere that there is actually umbrella branded equipment in there, so it's it is El Nesto. <laughs>
3: well, okay. But no, I remember saying um, John was telling me as I was. <coughs> Getting to this point, the, the island's greatly expanded. And I, I think that was a really good addition to Separate Ways. I, I'd i be interested to hear everyone's thoughts, though, on El... Let's just call it El Nesto for the, for the
2: sake of it. <laughs> I um, think that's a good thing. Let's yeah. just call it that, yeah.
4: It was such a good integration that I didn't even realise we'd gone to an entirely new location until the yeah. sort of implied that we needed to get back to the main island. It was like, oh, shit, yeah, well, the cable car has actually taken us away, hasn't it?
3: Yeah, very Lost-esque, was We've got to go back it's like, what? No, I can't go back. But yeah, it was um, the, the, the removal of the lasers from the main campaign, the removal of it, and, you know, it caused a bit of unfair criticism. It wasn't exactly like the, the base game was, was short. I, I would say the original game was probably a tad too long. So I welcomed mm. in the original, the, you know, the, the slightly narrowing of some of the chapters. But here, of course, we got them back. And I, I suppose the lasers were, were were there for the new B.O.W., I think. Because there's the file that suggests the only way to kill it is is through lasers. So I assume they were installed as, as almost like a guard/slash safety net in case. Yeah,
2: they, I think it implies directly that actually mm. to keep it in place.
3: And what was it? Is it, it, it Martino or something? This
4: is a weird segue. Nothing <laughs> that I yeah. wasted. Martino, really. Martini car. <laughs>
3: Martina, there we go, yeah. And it's you don't really get a massive good good look at it. It because it's um you know, it's a kind of you like can a chasing look, you scene. can look
2: at them you can look at the model and the Yes, I you think, can. Yeah, so if
4: you odd figuring.
2: edition.
3: You found it odd? Explain.
4: Well just it just felt out of place compared to like the, the other monsters in the game, which look and this just felt like a trad- traditional Resident Evil B. O. W., something that I'd seen in Zero or something. As opposed to f- you know, something derived from like a parasite infecting, it, 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 it just felt, felt like it was so far away from the other mutations uh, in Resident Evil. I, I was
2: going to say I was going to say that, but then I was thinking about Al Gigante, and I'm like, it kind of feels in that vein somewhat, at least. Like it's a weird giant mutation. So while it didn't wasn't completely consistent there was some thought in that sometimes something else happens with the parasite so otherwise yeah how do you explain El Gigante for example so um I don't know
4: all I can say is that I hope somewhere out there Colin Salmon you listen to the podcast and know that finally you've had your moment in the games because (laughs) something has been dispatched by a grid laser at last
2: yeah, I guess that was the bit that was really on the nose. I mean, the, the original laser hallway was already a, a an allusion to the film. Yeah. But this one about. was much like the Umbrellas in thing, was very on nose. Yeah. Like, well, even the it
4: forms more or less the same grid, I think, doesn't it? But even like the editing and the way it's done... You sort of the way you see it passes passes through the And then holds. Yeah. Yeah. And and then cuts away at the last second. And yeah, That's this cr- this was this was I don't know whether people care to admit it, but this was a Paul Anderson homage.
3: Another one to the list.
4: <laughs> yeah. Nick, yeah, you're gonna have to redo your video, I'm afraid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well,
1: you
2: can add in the uh, you can <laughs> add in the Orc one I pointed out to you that you must so I do, yes, if you do read yeah. it. Creepy little location. I thought
5: the lighting was yeah, very yeah. good.
4: Uh... A, a, a wonderful addition. You know, con- compare the like if this is like the remake the remake Separate Ways' is new original location, then it is dramatically better than the Battleship level in the original Separate Ways, which is very... I
2: I have one question that you guys are going to hate for me for bringing this up, possibly. Okay, so the files by the researcher who has the, what we're calling now, Alnesto, Mm -hmm. talks about being worried about the trust of Sadler. However, he talks down as if you can't trust Luis, but Luis ends up with the lab that's closest to the chapel at the end is if Sadler gave him the better location <laughs> and mm. the guy that seemingly is the better lab gets the one further away. Does that make any sense to anyone? <laughs> like, I'm not quite sure why.
4: Maybe Sadler was that playing them all off against each other.
2: Maybe. Or he didn't trust Louis so he was keeping him under wraps by keeping him closer. I don't know. Right, that's yeah. all I could.
5: Well, but I, think I, thought it was
2: re- I thought it was kind of weird. I think one of the files
1: did say, to be fair, that um, this researcher deliberately moved her amber research well away to the edge of the island because it was so dangerous. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I thought that was—I thought that was them trying to come up with a reason why it was so far away from everything else. But I just thought it was so funny that like the lab, because technically I guess there wasn't really a lot up on that mountain except for the the um, altar and the church of the at the top. You know, like they could, that lab is also far away, but whatever. You know. <laughs>
1: but I, I thought it was um, a good explanation for what the with Krauser when she was oh, saying, yeah. you know, all the top top executives of the cult. With the superior species Plaga, they won't allow themselves to be experimented on, but obviously Krauser being the way he is in this remake version, you know, he'll snap up the chance of being enhanced. Yeah, I thought and that we- was really good. Yeah. yeah, and then the research kind of gets halted because the, the lead researcher gets injected with the superior Plaga herself and just becomes a drone of Sadler because that's from a file in the main game. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I thought all that was really good. It, became- good it comes down
2: to why, she didn't, why they didn't trust Him like thought that they were going to get in trouble, and it lines up perfectly. Yeah, yeah. In the last file, you find in the in the nest.
4: I must say, solid misdirection with the uh, gondola sequence as well, because obviously there is a a ruined gondola that you see behind the cabin siege in the village.
2: But they
4: completely reworked it to the island now, which was very clever, and I didn't see it coming.
2: They're supposed to connect over the other side of that hill for it, and that's actually where that location is—is on the other side of that mountain. So.
1: And when you ride that gondola on the island, if you look down, you just see how vast the Los Aluminados operation is. There's, like, huge runways with, like, convoys of trucks and shipping oh. containers. It's absolutely huge.
2: Yeah, that was the next thing I was going to say, is when you first arrived at the at the stop, even before we get on the gondola, and you walk up to the end and you can see, yeah, all the t- fuel tankers' trucks, like, platforms, the massive dock they've got. Like, it's yeah, it really adds to that. Um, Someone
1: did say you could spot the battleship from the base game somewhere. I don't know if that's true really? or not. Is this, <laughs>
2: oh, you, mean, you mean Whiskers one?
1: No, no, the uh, the Los Illuminados ship they were going <laughs> to do the little invasion on. So why she was, from oh,
2: wow. The OD 4 yeah, I'm sure
1: someone has <laughs> yeah, said you yeah. can see that docked somewhere, but I haven't found it.
4: <laughs> I, I missed it. I, I I guess I just didn't look up in the U3 actual boss fight, Boss fight, but you can apparently see the cages from the original yes. game suspended above you. You,
2: you. you actually see it twice because you're yeah. 18, closer to the top near the after the okay, fight no, completely Jesus. then. I'm not sure if it was the cages. This is the thing, I'm not sure if it's the cages or if it's the floating platform that you fight Krauser on because you end up there eventually okay. going up that way. So it because they both got lights on them and they're kind of floating. So I'm not sure if it is the cages or not. But if it is, it's because of that. And if it's not, it's just where you end up anyway, because it's up above you. It's kinda of hard to tell from down below.
1: I think it is the cages. I think it is.
2: Talking of you
3: three, John, I know you weren't a particular fan of the final boss fight with him
1: no i just thought it was kind of shoehorned in because people were expecting you three to turn up and the original fight in the original game even though it's silly when you're sort of running through that little obstacle course across the chasm it's it's tense as hell and i, I missed that from the remake version and you know he's, he's a very formidable boss mm. in the original game and in this i just thought he was too easy and where he sprays the little parasites all over the ground, so you can't run anywhere without them exploding all around you. I just found that really irritating. So, although I was pleased to see you three, I just thought he felt a bit too shoehorned in mm. for me.
2: I got annoyed with those parasites because the way that he sometimes says them, if you don't realize you're up against an invisible wall, as it is on some areas, and a rock wall otherwise. They um they circle you so closely that you get you if you bump into one you get knocked down Ada does like a staggered situation and then sometimes staggers herself into another one. No, <laughs> it happened, no, happened to me no. twice. It happened to me twice, and I was like, oh god.
4: I was going to take one moment to just segue and say. Fuck the staggering and 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 um, <laughs> animation stacking in this game because my god it is excruciating. Mm. I'm not saying that every game needs iframes and things like that, but this game is just like you can literally be stun locked to death and you yep. you've got no you've got no chance to get out of it. And there's just entire encounters where. A fucking grenade goes off, and then you, you know, you sort of bump into another enemy who then pushes you, and then you stagger into another one, and then you get fucking hit by <laughs> that one, and then a plaga yep. bites your head off. And in, in, yeah, the, in the or they grab you, or they grab
2: you, yeah, yeah, yep.
4: there's nothing you can do because you won't even let you access the menus to heal or anything until you're literally in a non staggered state, and that is a lot in this game.
3: Yeah, I was frustrated are. and I lamented the lack of iframes in certain 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 encounters. It it can feel a little a little overwhelming.
4: And I, and I know some people would say, well you know, iframes make it too video gamey. We didn't get one of the best gaming experiences of all time in the original R E four by happenstance. That was a well worked out little game. There's a reason why it's iconic. And that's because oh, at times it did lead into the felt,
3: felt,
2: felt balanced here for the action, yeah. yeah.
3: I thought the U3. I was like to with John on the U3. But I I thought the U3 boss was quite a challenging one. At least it was, it was certainly an ammo draining one. Yeah, I, I I'd I'd did it. For, I did it first time. I think Sean, you mentioned to me afterwards that if you die in the second part of the fight, you got to do the first part of the fight all over um, um, again, which is um, which um, should have annoyed me I'm, immensely. Yeah,
4: completely fucked first phase. Um, just missing you know obvious shots and, and not hitting the weak points and and its head enough. So when I went into the second second section, despite picking up stuff, I got really bad RNG in the crates around the level that it didn't, it it just, I just had hemorrhaged too much health. And then I was very disappointed to realize that you go right back to the beginning of the first phase.
2: I did exactly the same thing, Sean. Exactly the same thing was the health thing. I just didn't have enough health going into the fight. I was already partially damaged, like just Mm. a little bit down about, you know, a, a sixth or something like that or an eighth. And, um, had like one heal and like a herb left at that point and yeah it didn't give me any like the RNG didn't play I ended up going the one benefit and I can see why it's there is that if you decide that you went oh I could spend some more money or I didn't upgrade something you can go back to the merchant just before the fight and and change it and then you get another auto save as you run back along the platform so I went back I went back and was like yeah I might as well upgrade a couple of the guns because I hadn't done that I realized I hadn't Mm. done it and I was like It'll only help, and it did like the second time through, I just blitzed it, but um, it was, it was funny that it did that.
4: I will say narratively, I do think it is, is, is better that each of the main protagonists in Leon and Ada get their own Salazar right hand to fight. I did mm. always find it a little bit disappointing that one of his right hands just gets absorbed with him in the original, so it is kind of cool that he dispatches one for Leon and one for Ada. It feels a lot more, you know, tactical. Like kind of what he would probably do,
3: yeah. And the OG, of course, it is just oh, you're you know Sadler goes, you know you'll see my pet it, and, that, that, and it's like oh new big boss randomly. This 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 felt quite naturally occurring if you like.
4: Well, yeah, he's one of, he's, yeah. The the irony is here. He's not related. He's not involved with really Sadler at all. He's Salazar's
2: yeah right yeah. hand
4: in this, isn't he? I think right hand, right. left hand. Your right hand comes off. I don't know.
2: I was looking at the maps for the. And the areas that were added for for this version, because I was looking for like treasure markings as are coming into each area. But looking at it, it's quite good to see it on it it shows you where it is in the overall map still. You get that like slightly opaque layering Mm -hmm. of the maps. And they really did work out the layer of this stuff compared to where it was in regards to the original Layout game, it works really, really well. Like the nest thing ends up lining up perfectly when you're at that at that point of the fight. So she ends up, you know, climbing her way back up, and there's all the nest parts that you came across, and like the underground oh, yeah. castle lines up perfectly. Like it all lines up really, really well. It's very well designed.
4: I must say, I mean, again, this obviously is a benefit of it being made in tandem with the main game this time. But I will say that I thought the um, God I can't remember the name of the person I had it memorized up until tonight, and it's gone. I blame the alcohol. Whoever whoever makes whoever makes the castles, sewerways, the waterways. Oh, oh where? Gregor, Gregor, Gregor III. the third. Gregor, the Gregor Gregor. III. That, that, new, that new that new area for Ada is really well designed, really cool, and it's quite. It's one of the only areas where it's quite open. You can go quite. I mean, ultimately you end up going the only, the one way, but it gives but the it's... illusion of choice.
2: To me, to me, that's another area that was missing from the original game. It's the bit in the original game where Leon goes underneath the castle oh, with the, the sewers, yeah, the sewers, yeah. yeah that, but yeah, you, know, you had the, the only bit that's missing is the big swinging blades for no reason.
4: But <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was wicked, and it's one of the only times in Ada's um, campaign where it's genuinely dark in terms of
2: lighting and yeah it, it was I, I almost got to the point where a couple of times i was like it's a little too dark i'm not sure i like this too much
4: <laughs> <laughs> shout out for capcom for finding a way to get the ridiculous bulldozer section yes into, oh into yeah i ways. forgot about that yeah yes. or an allusion to it cool. yeah
3: uh, that actually I, alludes to a more general point I, I i think they actually added a lot more puzzles than i thought they were going to mm. do mm. and i i will confess i overthought these puzzles so much um to to a point where I, I literally used up all my handgun ammo on the shield puzzle. I, I don't know why. I mean, the answer is literally there, isn't it? You pick up the file and it tells you number one, number two, number three. And I'm going, hmm, what do I do here? And I was looking and I was like trying to zoom well, in. How, on.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, you've got the two go different ones of if, five. If, so if you don't realize which way up, you're actually looking at the Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the I, which is part of it. I was I
3: was, I was zooming in on the I was zooming in on the um on on the on the files look at the map, look at the images and then going through the entire room looking and going where's that one and i I didn't realize that they were all the picture was of just the five that moved, so I was shooting them all going across <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, That's the one, there it is, there it is. And I was shooting it, and it wasn't moving. So I was like, shoot again. Am I shooting at the wrong point? Should I be shooting? And I was like, oh, this is getting ridiculous. And then I found, then eventually, that was half my ammo gone. And then I was at the, uh, then I found the five. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I thought, oh, there they are. Okay, they're the five. And then I was like, and I still didn't twig that it was. Literally, just copy the you know the the order that they're in, and I was like, no, that that's that's number one. And I was, this you is are, a, you are
5: extraordinary,
4: know. Nick. How, how have you ever finished a Resident Evil game?
2: <laughs> I feel we, I feel we found another we found another element to Nick mode here. It it, it was it was painful, and I felt
3: such an idiot. After well, give, <laughs> give,
4: give you the solution of a puzzle, but actually have it as being something completely different because that's how Nick would interpret the, the actual. <laughs> Solution.
2: It's got to be a <laughs> trick to this. I, I, I just don't get it.
3: <laughs> they were all so simple. The one, the one where you followed the the the, the feet. You know, the, the pathway. The, the like path
2: to... for the, the the lock here for the the favourite uh, specimens thing.
3: Yeah, that, that that required a bit of time though as well. Just I don't know I was mucking around, but
2: they did a tricky one where they had like a scarab and a different type of beetle on that to yes. try and trick people. Like I could easily see how people might get that one easily confused without realizing.
4: When you mentioned you mentioned the um, you know having to shoot the shields, I will say I did find that chapter a little bit disappointing because when when Lewis gives gives you the recipe for the you know the medicine, mm. I was hoping it was actually going to be a reasonably open ended level where you could collect them in any order you want.
2: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. a
4: little bit disappointed that it just funnels you in the way.
2: Mm. I'm sick of I'm sick of that garden maze. I'm sorry, I'm absolutely <laughs> sick of that thing. It's just every time I have to replay it, I'm like, oh, not this again. And so, of course, then when they make me do it in this, I'm like, here oh, we go yeah. again. It is, it is better than the OG Separate Ways because that was excruciating.
4: Uh, yeah, I'll leave shot, you that. Can hookshot, or, you, know, you can hook shot over massive so parts over of this one. I greatly still, appreciated
3: yeah. the lack of dogs. Yeah. In 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 in, in Riyadh, re- and I got there, I was like, "Oh, not the dogs." because so, then it's just glory Yeah, and but, us us, or yeah like.
2: but then, yeah, that's just as annoying to me. I almost would want the dogs because they're a little bit more predictable than the fact that all of a sudden the guy's going to do the head popping thing and I end up with a bunch of like enemies with blades coming out of the heads again. Like, I don't know.
3: Yeah, it's a bit of an ammo drain that area as well.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's, it's about, uh, whereas the dogs are kind of, they're annoying, but they're at least they're an easier dispatch. So I don't know. It's much of a muchness to me, Nick. <laughs> <laughs>
3: can i give a little shout out to the music this was i mean i've always been a little bit critical of the remake music remake 2 is it's good but ba- barely audible remake 3 is a lot better remake 4 was good separate ways was brilliant absolutely brilliant and the use of the ada theme uh, at the end mm. of the chap- chapters yeah. was so good
4: yeah they're at the top <laughs> of the game I genuinely I genuinely mean this. I think Capcom are industry leading when it comes to soundtracks now.
2: I, I, I want to caveat even f- further. I think from a perspective of like, you know, from a craft side, that the engine is robust. You know, it's been around for a while now and it's scaled perfectly. They've figured out all the little technical problems they were having because you heard a lot of shimmering and issues that they were having with reflections and, and remake too, and that's all gone now, more or less. I think, so, from a tech perspective and a craft perspective, if you're talking on a pure aesthetic, um, artistic one, both audio and visual visuals of these games are bloody solid. Yeah. Like, you can't you can't fault them really. No, um, and that's certainly one of the
3: you know when, when, we, when we critique these games. The, the the quality of all th- all three recent remakes is is beyond repute. Really, there they're all top tier products. So. You know,
5: and,
4: yeah, and and obviously not just that they're, they've bra- they've expanded the RE engine to like other IPs now, and like mm. you know you've got a Street Fighter VI that is fully scalable on PlayStation Four. You know, a near ten year old gaming machine can play a, a super modern fighting game. What we're seeing is a Capcom so on top of their game, it's ridiculous. Like, you know, when you think where we were 10 years ago with the studio, they were in a bad way. You know, they were making some seriously questionable calls. We talked about this on a previous podcast, like, you know, the the Street Fighter X Tekken stuff and where the Resident Evil franchise was. Whilst I'm not personally overly happy with the remake saga, I have to admit as products, and and I'm using that word specifically tonight, as products, they're exceptional, yeah. and, and no one can be disappointed if you pick up a, a new Resident Evil product. Extremely good time, because they are they I, are top-class games.
2: And I think that's the thing that's only more frustrating for me, and perhaps you guys as well, is that, yeah, I, I see this quality, and I'm like, I just want another new game. If, with
5: the squad <laughs> don't, don't
4: start me. I'm really <laughs> having to hold back tonight.
5: <laughs>
4: but but <when laughs> really, the, yeah, I'm doing my best guys, to hold on here. <laughs> De-
2: definitely agreed on the music front, though. Definitely agreed. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. And, and we've seen further testing of that ever so tricky small key mechanic in separate ways. So, <laughs>
4: <laughs> at, least, at least you can. Sorry, yeah, um, I was disappointed because I was hoping to pick some up in the game. And then when they no. never came and then I realized that you could only get them through the merchant um spinal. Yeah, thing, yeah. I was disappointed that I've clearly missed so much loot. It,
3: yeah, and because well, it's a little bit linear, you don't really get to go back and
2: mm. yeah, there's one at the start in the castle and you don't can't get the map until after you've been past that point, and I don't know if you can go back or not.
4: Are they just treasure <laughs> items then or do you get any light like, equipment or anything? It's all treasure I didn't items. Any. I didn't open any. No, it's all treasure items. Okay. I, I will say <laughs> Incredible, Capcom. Well done for doing this. They actually made quests for the personal items that these thieving Ganado bastards steal off our cast.
3: Yes, the so jacket. So there is a
4: hand-in leather jacket to the merchant and uh, Krause's beret. Yes. Ingenious. Because obviously the Leon jacket was was a, a rather infamous one because it was a PS2 asset that was never improved. So if if you even if you play like the PS4 version, Leon's the Ganado that steals Leon's jacket is a very low quality model. It's hilarious. Oh, really? Yeah, it looks it looks it stands out so much when you play the re, the HD version.
2: Oh, that's interesting. So because all the other elements are mostly the HD versions, but of course that was a, a model made specifically for the PS2 version that they never replaced with a high quality version. So yeah, mm-hmm. Un- unless you play the the HD project, D- type Division, or um, yeah, album. or a different. Or a completely remodeled version any thoughts
3: John on the music or other things we've just been rabbiting on about
2: I agree with every
1: word I thought the music was superb and I was really pleased to see Ada's theme in this just a shame it wasn't used in the original game Uh, the base game I should say
0: I'm at the site and jacked into the main terminal you're going to blow up this entire island including the president's daughter won't that make things harder for you
5: there's no room for half measures. The weak exist to serve the strong. Enough talk. Bring me the amber. We
3: are towards the end. I want to quickly talk about the final boss with Sadler. We all knew when it was coming. It was probably the biggest clue that Separate Ways was coming in the original game, where obviously Leon uh, is rescued, if you like, by Ada. And then, you know, she, she battles down the ashes and then there's... You assume there's a battle going on, and there was with Sadler. I did not like this boss battle in the slightest i I found it very i didn't like i i i didn't get it in the sense that some of his moves were really weird, he almost like had like helicopter lightsaber type moves <laughs> oh, was... it's the
2: same thing as the uh, Salazar thing where he spews like a uh, stuff
3: yeah I that... and i i didn't the, the actual battle area was very small. And mm. Mm. it was like a, it was almost like a tree shape, wasn't it? Kind of upwards and then kind of like spine. It wasn't, it wasn't a, hel- a healthy area for a battle, should we say? Not very conducive to get actually trying to get away from it. You could use the columns to hide from, you know, some of the the, the spikes and the and the thing. But I mean, you, he could get you from pretty much one end of the other, one end of the
2: room to the other. And yeah. can I admit something here? I just bought a rocket launcher before I knew the fight.
4: And as soon as you said you wanted to admit something, I was going to, I just,
2: I like used, was like, at that point I, was, I just couldn't be bothered. I was just like, nah, I know what I'm going to do with this. I had the money. I was like, nah, I'm just getting the rocket launcher. I know I can't be arsed with this fight. I'm just going to blow up. And it was brilliant. And I don't regret it one bit. Okay. So you haven't, you haven't played, you haven't played it properly yet. Oh, I, 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 went back. I'd saved, so I went back to see what the actual fight was like after I finished the game, just to see. And I, so I saw some of the moves. That's how I know he does the, no. of stuff. And, but yeah, so I fully agree that the, the the area is too small and it's a terrible fight. It is a really bad fight. And I'm just and so it only justified me even better. I felt even better about going. You know what? I'm just going to rocket launcher. I've got the I've got the spare money. I've I've no regret it. that one. But
4: I felt it cheap, but I didn't mind it too much. I, I, I felt it paled in comparison to the original, because, as you say, Nick, I didn't feel, feel the arena was as interesting. Mm. The, the original location for this fight was um, obviously the plugger removal lab, and you could go into like little side rooms and stuff, and it almost made it quite tense, like you could almost get yourself a brief respite for a few seconds before he marched into the room and you know fucked you up, whereas this just felt more like a duke you know a, a big duke out boss fight yeah it, it didn't bother me too much i am disappointed to know that there is a very special cutscene takedown of him with the knife that i missed oh and i still haven't seen it yet yeah apparently if you defeat him a certain way there's a prompt that comes up and if you hit it ada will dispatch him with the knife the thing i found most jarring was the fact that clearly they couldn't get the actor to come back to a sound studio uh, who plays saddler so all of his lines during the boss fight sound like they have literally been recorded on fucking Skype or something. Well, because he, he doesn't get any new lines in any cut scenes. So that tells me was prob- that like there was no new motion capture stuff for Saddler. Likewise, Krauser. Obviously, Krauser has a boss fight in the original separate ways. That doesn't happen in this one. But even Krauser's scenes in separate ways in the remake are all dialogue free. He's, he's just there at a distance. Sadler obviously Ada fights, but his lines just feel like almost ADR'd. You know, if, if you know what I mean by ADR, it's when like a voiceover sounds slightly off to what you what you're watching, like oh, no. badly, that, badly that, recorded that, ADR. I I, mean,
2: yeah, I was going to say that's not ADR. That's badly recorded yeah, ADR. yes. Badly
4: recorded ADR. Yeah, ADR is obviously a, a technique used in any, any movie ever made, but this felt like it was just like we we can't have Sadler speaking nothing so can we just potentially just get the actor on zoom just to say a few things and we'll just chuck it on the game you know that's that's kind of of what it felt like a little bit i
1: noticed that to be honest
4: i was just pleased that he did speak
1: (laughs) because <laughs> I, I expected him to be silent, so I was pleased he did have it's new material. About, but... he talks
4: about wolves and lambs, doesn't he, or something?
1: Yeah, I'll have to look at that again, but yeah,
4: I can't say Yeah, notes, I'll but... have to do it again. It lamb. <laughs> and and <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a similar line. moment where Ada meets Ashley in the next section, and uh, Ashley's lines are just recreated from stuff she says in the main game.
1: It, it is a shame, because, like you say, how it's this has been properly developed concurrently with the base game, it is disappointing that. Some of the characters don't have additional dialogue, like Krauser, as you say. You could understand in the original version because it was made after the fact. But with this mm, one, this if was, it was all if it was all pre-planned,
2: you well, know, mostly pre-planned anyway, you'd think you'd have enough to have the script ready for.
1: Do we
3: miss having to... not having Krauser in the game? Do obviously that's a, uh, a big big part I mean, of the of the original Separate Ways. The
4: the thing was in the original Separate Ways, it gave a conclusive outcome to Krauser's demise because you actually do see his heart explode and his mutation shrink shrivels to nothing, whereas it didn't in the original. Whereas with the remake, Leon very definitively plunging his knife into his heart, fully dispatched Krauser. The thing I found interesting... Was the fact that just as Leon's leaving an area in the main gate in the in the remake, there is a lingering shot on Krauser's body before the door shut, and I was thinking, oh, and I remember thinking at the time, I might have even said it in the review episode, is that an is that an allusion to the fact that we're going to see him again in Separate Ways? But the the allusion that it, the thing it alludes to is geniusly works. the ending of Separate Ways.
2: Yeah. yeah. So you were correct. It was separate kind ways. Of, it just yeah. wasn't the way that you were expecting.
4: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a boss fight. It's the fact that and there's John. I'll I'll bring John in here. The ending of Separate Ways probably. Sorry, apologies if we're jumping ahead briefly, Nick. But no, we uh, don't. No, no it's fun about, about Krauser. The ending that we get in Separate Ways now is something that has only been previously mentioned in Japanese material.
5: Oh, Ada. to do with you. The jumpers is still within range, sir. Shall we open fire? No. Her little act of defiance changes nothing. Besides, we have all we need. We continue. As planned.
1: Dark Side Chronicles came out in 2009. The following year, Capcom Japan released a, a, an art book called Inside of Dark Side Chronicles, obviously only ever available in Japan. And it was it's one of these books where you'd think it's just full of artwork related to Dark Side Chronicles, but it, it is stuffed with... All kinds of background lore for practically every game in the series and locked away in a tiny paragraph for a subsection on RE4 was a little thing saying, oh yeah, Wesker got the plaga he uses in Resident Evil 5 because he recovered Jack Krauser's corpse. And that was the only mention to it ever until this game and that's what continues to fascinate me about the japanese material is just all these things are locked away and you know we we they end up turning up in games 10 15 years later
2: this goes back to what i was saying before which is that you know when we were talking about the the removal of the umbrella revival plot it's like created a more consistent narrative so if they had this idea anyway and now you're going to show it and this is going to lead into resident evil 5 i'm not going to use the other word, but it kind of is now, yeah, making a bit more of a consistent narrative that's actually visual which is odd because they aren't always do this but in this case they've chosen to which is is fine yeah. yeah and
1: and going with descending as well actually adds a bit more believability and and plausibility to Reska being physically present on the island because mm-hmm. even though him appearing in the village seems very out of place you know his appearance on the island kind of makes sense cuz by that stage in the game you get the impression that he doesn't fully trust Ada's his mm-hmm. intentions anyway and even in the base game, he's obviously had to go to the island himself at some point to get Krauser's body. So him being present actually makes a lot more sense now.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the and the fact that you haven't got this whole Umbrella subplot and Krauser knowing about Umbrella and, you know, the whole umbrella, mm, I've said too much. Like that's all gone now. So he's not really necessary plot wise for separate ways anyway to be talking to Ada anymore so again that also makes sense that you don't need to have him in there more than he is Mm. because he's just another character that's in Ada's way potentially if he was but in this case Leon dispatches him so it becomes irrelevant so.
3: The difference appears to be with this is of course that Jack Krauser is infected if you like with the superior species plaga as opposed to the dominant species plaga which is in the OG. Now whether that makes any difference going forward uh, because they, they do, based on the files at least in the original game, that, that there is a significant difference between superior species and dominant species, which could be a bit of a law headache going forward because we know that the dominant species, Plaga is then used to create Type 2 Magini, Type 3 Magini, and then I think it's genes Matt, are also used in the in the stuff, well, liquors and things.
2: Yeah, yeah. I feel like they've essentially still got the two tiers. They've just named it different things now because you've got this yeah. amber thing. And then, so I think fundamentally, it's another one of these classic things where like the core concept has not changed but the way it's presented has been. So again, like we've talked about with other remake-related things, it's like, what well, baseline is true. There are two types of Plaga. They created these two types of things, but they've just changed the names. And it's very frustrating. <laughs> yeah, I've I just, I, I, I
3: posed the question whether they'll just, you know, they'll just interchange the names or whatnot. But we don't actually find anything out about the the Amber, really, do we? No,
0: not really.
3: <laughs> all, the, all the allure of the base game, I was like... Well, I think that it did fall flat. It's just that it's got some resonance with the parasite, um, and we don't really know what it does.
2: The only bit you get more is more about Wesker's intention of it, not what it does. Yes. And even then, you could already guess what that was going to be anyway based on what happens later and what we expect of the character. It's not like anything he says is truly revealing. The only difference is John alluded to earlier, I think, you know, the, the, the circumstances now of Wesker and what you also, I think, said about in regards to the type, two types of Whisker we saw now kind of blending into this fully formed one-type character.
1: I kind of got the impression from the few files we do get that the Amber was basically the Megamycete equivalent of the Plaga Mm. community, if that makes sense. And I mentioned before how its experiments on Plaga has stimulated his Plaga and made him even stronger. So even though he's technically not got a dominant Plaga, he's basically got the equivalent of. So I don't really see too much of a problem with circumstances of going into Resident Evil 5 and the creation of the Magini.
2: Yes, yeah, it's just a naming thing, isn't it, really? That's the difference. Yeah, it's, not yeah. a, it's not a a context difference. Yeah, and that's what I was meaning before. It's just the same thing still applies. The same thing happens. The, the minutiae details may have changed slightly, in this case naming, but fundamentally it makes no difference mm. um, to the actual context. The 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 thing with Wesker for me, I've seen a lot of praise for Wesker, and is like the character in this. I'm I'm not enamoured with this version of Wesker. I think he's generic white guy villain type. Now he he doesn't have a, um, the maniacal twist or the the intrigue or the the slightly over the topness, which mm. I think made that character for me as what he was. In theory, though, I guess it lines up with the whole concept of what we talked about with the remakes. is a bit more subdued, a bit more realistic. It definitely lines up more with perhaps the Wesker of Resident Evil 1 yeah, as far I'll as he's be, portrayed, yeah. in, and Zero. So in that respect, maybe this is, of course, correct to, to not have him being the scenery-chewing um, villain. But then, of course, oh. they will throw a, a, a saturation line.
4: Yeah. For a complete yeah. local saturation. Local saturation. I loved it. I
1: loved no, it. No, I, no, I knew, I I knew you'd like that. As soon as I heard that, I thought, "Oh, Nick will be pissing yeah. himself at that." Yeah, I would uh, no,
2: no. say this. Hey, Nick, did you like that episode of Ahsoka where they said in a galaxy a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away as a piece of dialogue? Because that's yes. the same
5: joke.
2: <laughs> I fucking hated that. Hated it so much. Yeah, I, I was too on the nose for me. Too on the nose. But, but again, yeah, <laughs> I, con, con, consistently inconsistent.
4: I do think the performance of Wesker's voice actor in this is very good yeah. um, I think it's, it's a, it's a well acted performance but I, I do think it's by, the character just, type, yeah yeah, but just by making him just angry you know, very angry yeah. villain, very
2: angry I wanna, just, just reduces I, I, him I, to I, I will, I will go on I'll let thing. you speak <laughs> no, I'm just trying to say I'm, I agree 100%, That's what I should caveat that what I was saying before about the generator is not the performance, it's definitely not the thing he's well acted it's just that he's a very bland villain to me now. He's yeah, not. Uh, he doesn't he, seem just... like a very engaging villain. He's just like any other generic white guy villain. And I and I and I don't mean that as a derogatory term it's about white guy villains. It's just that I've seen it so many times. <laughs> I, do, I whisker was different because he was different, and now you've turned him into other generic will, villain types. It's, you've yeah, lost the point of what what made him slightly more interesting.
4: Yeah, I do. I do think like you know, I'm, I'm not going to mention previous voice actors because i know obviously there's a lot of controversy attached there but uh, you know i do think previous portrayals of wesker with the sort of faux british accent did give him a uniqueness that made him wesker and i know obviously like peter Jessup's performance and pablo Kuntz's performance was not obviously faux british but they revised the character into that and i do think made him memorable if you like, you know, like Richard Wow and the other Wesker are memorable performances, whether you, you whether you appreciate the, the the talent behind it. I say in inverted commas, he, he was unique and, and totally isolated in the uniqueness of Resident Evil. You know, I'm not saying it was 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 in any way wonderful, but certainly memorable.
2: And it's a presence. It's a it's a presence yeah. of of character that just is there. Like that this character is well acted, but he the the character the way it's written doesn't have that sort of presence. Yeah. I don't feel he's he's a sneering villain, but I don't feel the maniacalness behind his intent yeah. because it's so subdued. And Whereas I it do- feels like Wesker as a character previously got more and more maniacal and more insane the more crazy he got. And it lined up, if that makes sense. And now you've got this guy talking essentially about being a god again. It seems so subdued.
4: (laughs) Please, please don't think I'm being because it's going to be. I'm going to try. I'm I'm trying to sidestep the issue here, as if you can't tell already. This is a difficult subject to approach because of obviously controversies that have occurred with one of the voice actors. But I will say there's been some slight revisionist history by the fact that that performance was previously celebrated by a lot of people in the community as a very definitive version of the character. I think it's been tainted a lot by what's happened that people are very quick to embrace this version of Wesker that I do feel is less memorable less unique.
2: I I can sum that up in a very easy way for you Sean. The the fact that something like complete global saturation has become its own kind of like internal Mm -hmm. community meme is part of based on that performance and if you are now saying it was not great then why did that take off
4: that's a good like, point you know. yeah it's a very good point no. i'm i'm not i'm not excusing any behavior or anything like that so please don't no. think i am and, and it, if i've been tripping over myself trying to get this point out then you can tell it's a difficult point i'm trying to make but
2: a worthwhile one, absolutely
4: you know that that performance was once upon a time kind of celebrated by the community and i appreciate now you can't do that
2: i wanted to say that there'll be people out there that enjoyed this new version of wesker's performance because as i said the performance is great and they might want this character they might think that the old wesker was so over the top and ridiculous that this is actually more what they wanted and if that's the case that's that's awesome i just think that to me it's 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 missing what made their characters slightly more unique no, by no, being slightly well, off kilter. Yeah, yeah, it's lost its and...
4: uniqueness in the sake in the in the, in the in the sake of snarling villain, as you say.
3: All I think it's done though is just brought that version of Wesker a bit closer. what well, earlier in the timeline. So going back to what I was saying earlier, there is a, there is mm. consistent consistency now with this Wesker compared to Re Five Wesker. At least, but this is close. The, 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 the thing about that Nick is,
2: sir, I'm going to interrupt again. I'm keep doing this tonight. I'm so sorry, but like that doesn't make sense because tonally by this point he should be closer to the Resident Evil Five Whisker than he is to the previous Whiskers. That's my that's my biggest issue with it is that by Resident Evil Five he should be closer to the Res- uh, sorry, Resident i sorry Evil Four he should be closer to the Resident Evil Five version than he would be to the the yeah, Stars yeah. era. I don't expect him to be the the the, the level of oh. Resident Evil Five, but I wouldn't expect him to be like the subdued. Because he isn't by Code Veronica almost, you know. He's the type of person who's snarling at Chris, you know, about, you know. (laughs) This is,
4: John, this is a great point, time for you to step in. But, like, he doesn't have this revelation of global domination until he's spoken to Spencer, which hasn't happened yet.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's how I take his performance in Resident Evil 5, as being a bit unhinged. It's it's when Spencer explains his origins to him that breaks the sort of subliminal hold over him in regards to the Wesker Children project. That's when he sort of goes a bit off the rails. And for me, whether it's headcanon or not, that explains to me why he's a bit manical in Resident Evil, the latter stages of Resident Evil 5. And this Resident Evil Four performance precedes his
2: meeting with Spencer, but he's already talking about stuff like he has met Spencer.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously they've they've brought the, the timeline forward, or they seem to have, mm. but we we don't know the full details behind it all yet. But no. I I didn't mind his performance in this. I was just pleased to see him back. I mean, yes, he does sound you know very generic bad guy but then again we all know who Wesker is by this point he's got nothing to hide and I enjoyed his to and fros and with Ada I especially liked his reaction on the island where she sort of vaguely threatens him and he's so impressed by that he just sort of cocks his head and goes interesting you know I really <laughs> loved, loved that reaction and he seemed very impressed that Ada had the balls to even challenge him
0: whose blood are you here for this time mine or
5: Sadler's that all depends on you Change of plans. Of course, you're free to refuse.
0: Think that gun's gonna be enough?
5: Interesting.
1: You know, little moments like that I appreciated about this iteration of the character. And I've got to admit, the the whole ending where he was just listening on the radio about them trying to hail the helicopter and him walking along the slow reveal of Krause's body and the the RE5 theme kicking in, you know, it it made my hair stand on end. I I really appreciated Mm. that. I thought it
2: was very, very well I, done. I think that's fundamentally why I was so conflicted because about the, mm. him being on the island, is that the scenes are really good, but I'm still <laughs> like, mm, I don't know why he's really on the island if he's getting aided to do this, because I feel like he could have done this. A, the fact that he has to keep motivating you to do it, it's almost like he probably could have done this a lot quicker himself at this rate, if that's how it yeah, feels.
4: It's like, <laughs> dangerous to make him ineffectual.
2: Yeah, does. yeah
4: but the, the scene that you just described there John of him doing that slight sort of head turn and saying interesting is the closest a Wesker performance has been to Peter Jessup's in the remake yeah which, absolutely which that air of mystery about him and I, and I know for a lot of people like Peter Jessup's remake Wesker is their definitive Wesker because it, it, again in itself it's such a unique weird performance with all these strange pauses in between dialogue and stuff it's it, you know it's a, it's a great Wesker and it, it's, it's kind up. of nice to go back to that sort of more subtle, less pantomime villain theatrical Wesker, Mm. Richard Weil laments a little bit. You know, I know he's Mm. gone back and said he finds his Code Veronica performance a bit over Over the the top. top and wish he could do it again.
2: But I, as I say, I think maybe that's the version they showed him or the way they directed. It. As they went off, they went to, they went. That was what they wanted from a director. one. Because we've talked about this as like there's a particular type they've gone with, dialogue and the style. Mm-hmm. The same same thing with Ada. And so maybe that's what they did. They gave them example and said, "We want it more like this version," and that's how it's going to be. I mean, we won't know unless it's asked. But I feel like maybe that's the, the clear direction they gave, and that's what they got. If, ever,
4: if if anyone ever gets a chance or to interview Craig, uh, I can't remember his. A... Name, I do apologise. The RE4 remake, Wesker, will be interesting if they've based his character on the remake Wesker as mm-hmm. opposed to the faux British Richard Wow other actor Wesker.
3: It's certainly something, uh, not that, you know, uh, there are rumours, aren't there, of Code Veronica and maybe even RE1 getting another remake. The only thing I think would be quite interesting is just to see what they did with Wesker. The beauty of R- uh, RE1 Wesker is that. He legitimately could be the star's captain because he's professional, you know, and, you know, very calm, collected in, in a critically where he is, what he's doing, why he's doing it. And that works quite well. I just I wonder then how that would work. You know, are we going to see him be this godlike, god delusional character so early on, whereas in the original timeline, if you like, even with Code he was out there just to sell himself to the opposing corporation. He wanted to, mm-hmm. you know get Out of Umbrella's grasp, if you like, he wanted to, you know, yes, power, but it it is very different. It wasn't me as the head, it was just me making my own way in life, albeit very nastily. I just wonder where they'll go with that. Um, other than that, I'm not, I don't want another remake of one, but whatever, <laughs> we'll um, potentially cross that bridge when we get to it.
1: You certainly have to alter his voice a little bit so he doesn't sound like you know, such an evil, generic villain when he's still, he's still trying to be uh, the starved captain.
2: Exactly, exactly, yeah. Chris, go that way. <laughs> no. No. I have no
1: time for your incompetence.
3: <laughs> Perhaps every game he'll say now complete local saturation. At some point,
2: complete local saturation in in this (laughs) mention.
3: (laughs) They're not, yes, Rockfall, anyway. Um, Uh, Before we uh, wrap up and do our reviews, we do have a call in uh, from Umbrella Inc. Let's hear what he has to say.
5: Hey, RAP team, it's Joe, aka Umbrella Inc., over on Discord. I was really excited for this. I got up at four in the morning so I could play it for a few hours before having to go into work. And those opening bits with Luis and Ada dancing, Ada hallucinating during the U3 fight, and then Wesker saying complete local saturation. I felt like I was having some kind of stroke. It was an amazing experience. I think the developers really had a lot of love for Resident Evil 4 and it really shows here and now we can say that almost nothing was left on the cutting room floor of transitioning from the original to the remake. I really enjoyed seeing Wesker there in person. It made sense for his character. One, he wasn't really there to help Ada out after she passed out. He took that as an opportunity to get a sample of her blood, and I'm glad that they showed that. And then when he was on the island, he was there to give Ada the suitcase to blow up the island, and then later finding out that he took Krauser's body, and it's nice to see that officially confirmed outside of a small tidbit. Just had a lot of fun with this. I think the verticality level design to really show off the grapple hook. I think Ada and her combat is way more fun. It's so much easier to land hits. This has an overall great feeling. I really enjoyed Lily Gao's performance. I think this really helped kind of contextualize why she was so stone faced in the main campaign. I liked that she made little comments and facial gestures after getting off the phone with Leon and I really hope that Lily has celebrated this performance. Overall, I had an excellent time. It's definitely worth $10. I had made a joke on Discord saying, watch it be longer than Evil 3, and it kind of was. The real critique of the game, and this is a just aesthetically personal opinion, I did not like the creature that you find in the basement that you have to run from. I thought it had like a real street sharks vibe to it. And when compared to that amazing design of the U3, it just didn't do anything for me, and I was a little disappointed by that. But that's a minor criticism to an overall amazing package, and I'm so glad that they delivered on separate ways. I think with this one, we can confidently say the remake is far and away superior to the original. And lastly, this game's soundtrack had no right going as hard as it did. It's any longer. Have a great night, guys. Thank you so much.
2: Street
4: sharks, half man, half shark.
2: <laughs> I was wondering if someone was going to say that. <laughs> I remember Thank those you. old
4: commercials.
3: Thank you, Umbrella Inc., for a really good summary, actually, um, touching on pretty much every element there. Um, Another yeah, big fan of the dancing. It's such a bold introduction, isn't it? Just a, <laughs> a random dance-off, almost, in, in a cell. Yeah, it's pretty... <laughs> and, he, and Nick,
4: you know, he's your kindred spirit in the soundtrack.
3: Soundtrack, it was... Notably good. I, I very, I very much agree with them over that point. So,
2: so the only real bold claim that we would, I think, we need to discuss is: is this a better, is remake total as a package better than the original? That's a bold but call. For,
3: it is a bold call for me, hundred percent. Um, I just find this a lot more accessible than the old game, but I'm 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 a Wii user, if you like, and so I'm as I'm just getting too old to play on the Nintendo Wii. I find the use of the, the modern controls just, just a little bit better on a game like this. Mm. Um, but that that's a very much a personal preference. I'm,
2: I'm, I'm so
4: split un- in the middle. It's a better it, it... game. I think, yeah, in, in, in uh, yeah. term, but it's it's not a better game. It's better, and it's not better, because <laughs> it, it, because, it, because it can't be, because the gameplay <laughs> loop of the original is timeless, and yeah. I'm already I'm already bored of the remake after six months. Whereas I can I can fire up the original RE4 and have the best time with that gameplay loop. In fact, if ironic, you know, if anything, the GameCube original is the best playing version of that game because it's so tailored to that controller it's yes. it just it feels at home that that game yes it goes on too long the campaign is far too long and all that bullshit and it has ridiculous lava <laughs> levels and all this shit but fuck me it plays so well like mikami was
2: on fire when he made that game yeah i'm i'm Ooh, kind that- of in the same mindset it's it's a, it's a it's not. I I, I think this is a fundamental. I think we separate. Others. This is a fundamentally bit of separate ways. I don't think that's yes. a question. Yeah, it absolutely I, is. But
4: there's a caveat all, to it, which I'll get into in my final review.
2: All I would say is that this
3: is so. This is similar. To re uh, re the original, in the same way that re one is very similar to remake one, they're both you know they're both over the shoulder style games with with slightly different controls, better graphics, yeah. improvements, things like that, and in the, similar to uh, the original re one, it's still a pre rendered back you know pre rendered style with gameplay improvements, yeah. better graphics. Yeah. Whereas re two and three, that they are very different games. What's um, the
4: fundamental difference in the approach as well is that like Resident Evil four at no point felt like it was. Disrespecting what came before, everything mm. Resident Evil Four does bolts on and makes arguably better the lore and everything of the original. Whereas two and three are arguably diminished experiences in terms of lore and storytelling to what the original games did.
2: And in the case of three, links
4: <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And 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 that is a he he makes an allusion to the to that point. But like uh, for for a lot of people, Separate Ways as a DLC will be a longer experience than RE3 remake. Yes, yeah,
2: hundred
4: percent. I think I think my uh, first uh, yeah. playthrough of Separate Ways was longer than my first playthrough of RE3.
3: Um, he makes yeah. a point about he said a um, blood injection, blood sample being taken. I I think I know what he's referring to. Um, it was a bit of a blink and you miss moment in the castle. I th- I thought that was almost PG a whatever it was or supposed to have been his injection, but.
4: No, he, you've seen that on Twitter, Nick. It's not true.
3: No, I've no, not seen that. That that was my original thought. He's I thought, oh, is injecting that it
4: into the bottle, not withdrawing it?
3: So he has taken. He has taken a sample yeah, of that's it. That's
4: what it's alluding to. He's he's injecting something into a bottle, not withdrawing it.
2: Ah. Oh.
4: So it's Ada's it's blood sample. Which, not, which
2: while, she's, while she's infected too, so...
4: Well,
1: I'm on the fence about that. It could simply be injecting her with something to bring her around, because how does they even
2: know she's infected at that point? No, I'm not sure. Maybe other than that she's passed out and he rescued her. But again, I like, this is why I'm confused. This is why I'm confused if he's tracking her because – I mean, he's tracking her, obviously, on some level, but whether or not he's following her around a lot more than it seems. And that's why I'm very confused by this because he just conveniently happens to turn up exactly at the right time when she passes out otherwise, which is – I mean, it's not impossible. You have plot conveniences like this often, so it's not impossible. But it seems like he's kind of keeping tabs on where she is for most clients which is also why he's not surprised when she – double crosses him at the end
1: yeah I must, I must admit i don't like his appearance in the village it it kind of came across to me like it was simply capcom saying right you've wanted him back here he is and it's not just we're not just going to stick him on a fucking computer monitor 3000 miles away we're really going to put him here they haven't really put too much thought behind it because they just want to embrace the fanfare his appearance on the island makes sense but i don't think his particular reason for being on the village is a good is a good one that's there's no no real need for that scene, you know there was no real need for Edda to pass out at all
3: right i we we've reached a point where I want to hear everyone's review scores then um so our usual out of ten rombi where where do you sit on uh, let let <sighs> on separate ways and then perhaps overall r e four now we've got the complete package
0: ah uh,
2: okay, let me think about this. I have to caveat again that I was so burnt out on the the main game because i I had played it a lot and then kind of just put it down and then I realized, oh, I'm so close to finishing the last few things I had left to to get trophies, uh, collectibles, unlocks that I went, okay, well, separate ways, is going to be a little while away, so I'll do it. And so the literal week that it was announced, i just finished. So it, it came with a bit of, uh, a bit of, oh God, it's too soon kind of mentality. So I went in with <laughs> probably a negative attitude. That said, I think, nitpicks that i have aside you know little things i think the value for money for this dlc is good obviously some people argue that when when it was an original release if, when it was re-released on ps2 although many people that was the first time they played it it was a a free inclusion in the the base unit price. But I think we don't expect that anymore. So we expect this to be DLC. I think for the value that you get, plus the fact it came with a free mercenaries upgrade anyway, so you got that on the same day, regardless of whether or not you pay for this DLC or not. I think that's great. I think it fleshes out Ada's character. It feels like a proper true B scenario to the main game. It creates some amazing new areas. Um, the gameplay loop with Ada is much more engaging than Leon's, um, especially once you add in the ability to grab shields off enemies. That's just, that's a game changer. I think narratively it's interesting. I think the changes are not drastically groundbreaking where they made and the ones that are most, for the most part, it doesn't change. Um, I like the fact that it fleshes out a couple of things that were already in canon but didn't, you know, hadn't, hadn't really been shown, like Krause's body um and i think it's a solid package i think from a from a general perspective i'd give it like an an 8 for for narrative and a 9 for gameplay if i had to split it into two halves because i want to in this case as for the whole package, I think it improves the whole package of Resident Evil 4 as a whole. I don't think it would change my score overall on the game as a as a solid because I'm still feeling burnt out, which makes it very hard for me to judge. So I won't adjust any scores on that, but I think for anyone who's finished the main game, they should definitely get the DLC to play the whole package because I think it's a worthwhile inclusion. Batman, where'd you search?
1: Um I think Separate Ways is uh, a triumph to be honest. I think when you compare it to the original, you know, I, I played the original today, as I mentioned, off-air, and you forget how bare-bones it is, you know. The original Resident Evil 4 was a really, really long game. We got a Simon Ada with that as well, so there was no real need for separate ways other than, you know, a cash grab to get everyone to rebuy it. But it doesn't really add anything, and it doesn't enhance the story in any way, really, other than a few cutscenes with Wesker, whereas this version of Separate Ways, you know, pretty much adds a completely new story, including brand new subplots, new enemies, and we're not just going through recycled levels either, we've got wholly new original levels. So in that sense, I think Separate Ways, and considering how cheap it is as well, is 100% success and complements the base game perfectly. And as for Resident Evil 4 overall, I... I've got to be honest, even though I've got total respect for the original game, I think I prefer the remake now. If I go back to the preview episode we did before the main game was released, I had a list of things that I hoped Capcom were going to address in this game, and they've they've done pretty much all of it. You know, story-wise, the original game was much maligned because it was so far removed from what we got before whereas uh, you can't say the same about this game, really. You know, there's so many connections, there's a large cast of characters, they all get good screen time. I think this is now one of the best storylines for a Resident Evil game, probably outside the mansion incident in Raccoon City. I think this, this is probably a better storyline than Resident Evil 5 for me now, and I've always championed Resident Evil 5 storyline. I think my only nitpick about the whole thing from a narrative point of view is even though I understand the reasons why they were cut out, I kind of wish they'd kept the Umbrella revival plot and the whole subplot with the organisation. And, you know, one of the best things about the original game was Krauser and Ada, their relationship playing off each other to please Mm -hmm. Wesker. And I kind of wish this was still there, especially with Wesker being present on the island. You know, that dynamic could have been further enhanced between the three of them and obviously i would have liked an updated Ada's report but other than that i think the remake of resident evil 4 is utterly phenomenal i think it's been they've treated the original game with complete respect which is why this has ended up so much more successful than the likes of the resident evil 3 remake separate ways i'll probably give a nine um and and the whole remake experience i'll probably give a nine out of ten i think it's pretty much perfect there's not much more that could have done to make it better in my opinion
3: from my point of view i've you know i I come at all these the action trilogy if you want to call them that four five six with not disdain i think that's a a, unfair term but it's not really my type of uh, re I've, i've always made that quite clear there are bits in remake four i really enjoy but i've always said village is kind of my limit in terms of action versus survival horror so um whilst the remake was a bit of a, remake 4 was a bit of an endurance test for me. Um, I appreciated the the speed and the completionist elements of uh, Separate Ways. It was fun to go through it. I didn't feel it was a chore. There's a couple of points where I was like, oh my god, it's getting annoying. But other than that, it was it's, it's a well thought out um, process. And as as others have said, it flows significantly better than the original Separate Ways. And as I've also said, I, I I give it a little bit of a pass because it is it is an add on as opposed to the main main campaign. So even if, say, for example, Resident Evil Four was the ultimate survival horror experience as opposed to say survival action experience, I still I I wouldn't have minded separate ways taking this action approach. Even you know even if this was a completely whoa experience, yeah, you know, where did this come from? I would have still enjoyed it. For me, it's very much of the same, isn't it? You know, if you enjoyed remake 4 base game you're going to enjoy separate ways and i would recommend anyone getting it for it's only eight is it nine pounds in england i can't remember what it is it's very cheap um for what you get it's a, it's being critically lauded for that in terms of a score for separate ways from my personal viewpoint and keep it with that strictly come dancing it's a seven from me stars Oh 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 before i go to stars in terms of the overall RE4 experience, I agree with John. I think this is better than the original, <laughs> and I hate myself for it. <laughs> but <laughs> but that's only because I I I just I just I just don't bond with the, with the original game. I I was I never have, and I never will. And I I don't bond with this one particularly much more, but because it it's a little bit easier to control it 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 works a little bit better for me and I, I, I do do like the overall presentation of it whereas original RE4 is a little bit brown, <laughs> but that's fine. But that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Just but a little bit go. brown. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Speaking but of that, brown, uh, I, I do miss the brown colour palette of the original.
3: That's yeah, there is a charm. <laughs> yeah, there is a there is a charm to it. At, at the same time, a bit like a bit like the Re5 filter, you go, oh, it's horrible, but is it? You know, anyway. Um, so there we go. Yes, it's a seven from me. Um, it improves Re4 experience considerably, and I like it in that sense. But will I play it again? Yeah, I'm going through it at the moment. That will be it for a long time after that.
4: Start start. Well wow, well. <laughs> the whole experience with separate ways has made me utterly crestfallen. Like I like I've been using a term tonight, which is product, and I have to differentiate my own personal feelings toward the product and review it as a product, because as a product, it's, it's magnificent. If you want me to rank Remake four as a, as a product, separate ways is a nine out of 10. Remake four is a nine out of 10. It's so strong. like it, it, it's phenomenal piece of Resident Evil entertainment and I think for the fans it's gone down very well I'm very happy for them but for me this is not where I wanted to be and I am struggling I won't lie this has been a miserable week for me post playing separate ways not necessarily because the what I've played is bad what I've played is very good but what I've played tells me that we are potentially looking at the eradication of the original timeline and I, and and John said, like you know, we don't want to be going, you know, we've we've crossed into remake talk too much tonight, and I do agree. But all I've seen post playing Separate Ways online is remake talk. No one wants to discuss the plot points that Separate Ways has added. All people want to talk about is where the series is headed in terms of remakes. This is literally the online discourse now. Is what remake are we getting next? And this is exactly where I warned we would end up being eight years ago when Remake 2 was announced. And, and for me personally, this is a miserable landscape. I utterly reject the idea of remakes. I, I, I don't like them. I don't like, for the most part, director's cuts. That, that revise movies and things like that years later that feel you can do something better. That's not to say that I don't appreciate, you know, like the Alien Special Edition or, you know, even to some extent, the, like the Blade Runner Final Cut. That, they have to be within context. You know, they have to be with some idea in mind. If they're studio cash grabs, I have no time for them. And unfortunately, the remake train feels for me like it's kind of turned into a cash grab. The Ethan saga, I think, has has not landed well with a lot of people in the community and it's left capcom with a bit of a dilemma because obviously they pushed village really hard and village continued a saga that a lot of people were already rejecting because they didn't like the direction seven went yet resident evil 2 remake went off really really well people loved it and resident evil 3 yeah people say resident evil 3 didn't resonate well with people but when we get to the remake reflections podcast you're going to have some shocks when with regards to the twitter polls because that game's resonated harder than I think a lot of people would like care to admit. Mm-hmm. And now we're into Remake Four, and Remake Four, as we've talked about tonight, changes a lot to do with the lore. It removes a lot of that key backstory that kept us all going all those years when Resident Evil was not in its best place. And we're now looking at a point where instead of going forward and forging on with like Revelations Three or Revelations Nine, all anybody wants to talk about is Reve- is, is Remake Five. And I'm struggling. I I like I can't conjure my enthusiasm now. I I just can't do it. This this podcast has been a hard episode to get through because I've tried to remove myself and rate separate ways as a product. Because as an individual piece of entertainment, it's wonderful. It's it's incredible value for money, but personally for what I want from this series, it's not it and I did not have a great time playing it because what i was looking at through every section every step i took forward as ada was a revised version of a timeline that i love and i'm in a dilemma because i feel like i can't give our audience a fair exp- a fair listen if I'm just fucking miserable and dour all the time about this shit. And if remakes are going to be it going forward, then I don't know where I exist within that, you know, that wilderness.
2: The, the thing but... for me, Sean, is that I I feel like <clears throat> fundamentally the, the unfortunate thing is this has proven so well. It's not a it's not a case of, yeah, what what's is there going to be more remakes? I think it's pretty clear there is. Yeah. What, what's going to be the next remake they're all going to be remade at this point if you're talking mm-hmm. about five or code veronica or zero or even another remake of one i'm expecting all of those are the answer yeah. eventually F, but this, when
4: this is what i found heartbreaking when we compare the separate ways experience to you know to take to take it away from me and to take it back from separate ways back to separate ways is when the first separate ways came out in 2005 it was this tail end of 2005. On PlayStation 2. Forums were ablaze with giant pharmaceutical company S. You know, what was Ada's motivations? What's Wesker's motivations? Where's this series going to go from now? What are we gonna You know, where, where do we possibly go? And no one guessed who we were going to go to Resident Evil 5, because how could you? Whereas now, the post-separate ways chat that exists today is, what remake are we getting next?
2: Is it 5? Is, is it, it Code Veronica? Yeah. It,
4: to it's- me, it's the most redundant thing. Because I've lived this shit already. I've lived it for 20 years. I can't do it again. I'm too old. I'm too long in my t- long in my tooth now. That I, I just I- I'm not interested in living this series again. If we get a remake 5, do people realize that we are only two more numbered games from potentially a Resident Evil 7 remake. Th- to me, that is absolutely preposterous. Then on the same day that five remake trailer goes live on the internet. People are going to be talking about the six remake. And and like, this is just, this is, just, this is just this literally for me, I want everyone, I want everyone listening to know, and this is my final point. I'm not going to wrap it on because I've already held your time enough tonight for so many people. When that remake five trailer goes live, you're going to have the greatest, probably resident evil fan night of your life. You're going to love it. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be the wonderful production value. Just know that I'm sitting somewhere in England Having the worst evening of my life. Enjoy that. Just know that I'm supping Estella so hard that I'm probably going to drink the tin in itself. Wow. It's just, this is is the worst timeline for me. And I just, yeah, that's me signing out. Goodbye, everybody. uh... You all win. (laughs) I'm still waving that white flag from about six episodes ago. I am broken. And this is it.
2: I'm always reminded of that review that called us the anti fan podcast. And I've, I've never thought of this ever being true until <laughs> I just heard that. that, that I'm like, that's like, I don't want any more remakes. The I don't want so to hard. be on this train anymore. The thing is, Rob, that review.
4: The thing is, Rob, it's so hard because as a product, it's brilliant. brilliant. You know,
2: it is. I know. That's yeah, the, 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 the dichotomy. Power. You can't deny the craft. This is the thing, yeah, Sean, I think this is the thing we've got to separate out is that, because you, you keep saying it as a product and I get it, but we've got to think of it as a cohesive whole in that hmm. if the product itself is well-designed and people aren't as enamored with the minutiae of the plot like hmm. we are, then for them, it's the perfect experience. They don't care. Well, the bare bones narrative yeah. works and, because they just it's still the fundamental yeah. same, you know. And the reasons why people react negatively more are because either their favourite location or their favourite event hasn't happened or something is missing that was, like, iconic, but not necessarily does that need to be plot or lore related.
4: The thing is, for me, it's like, is Resident Evil 4 Remake and the remake of Separate Ways a better version of that story? It absolutely is. But the yeah. problem, is, the problem for me is... Like I have, I have to have an all-or-nothing approach because I I can't pick and choose because I'm not that kind of person because I think it I think it's disrespectful and I think it dis- diminishes the 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 storylines you're choosing to remove. So for example, like I can't be one of those people who accepts that both entries exist at the same time, like remake three and OG three. It's all the same canon. You know, I know Fabiano said it, but I I can't buy it. I cannot subscribe to that theory. That Jill and Nemesis go to insert umbrella location, and Jill fires a railgun and dis- dispatches Nemesis. It has to be either the Dead Factory or ne- Nest Two, and you have to you have to stick to your line, and and that's it. And you can't be you can't at the same time say, well, hey, I'm going to choose OG Three but remake Four. Yeah. The only exception I give is the remake of the original game because that's in with. Made with entirely different circumstances mm-hmm. in a different era. I,
2: I was going to say that, and I mean, I don't want to go down this whole full remake thing right yeah, now, but I should cool at least yeah, say, okay, I so, should yeah. at least say, I should say, at least in response to that, that that's that is probably my biggest concern with these remakes It's not that fundamentally there's anything wrong with the, the idea of a remake or that these remakes are poor. They're clearly very well crafted products. It feels like the biggest missed opportunity with a lot of these remakes and the one that the reason why 4 is so more conflicting is that they have been changed so variably when you had more chance to actually make more cohesiveness. Really? So like remake 4 mm. is perhaps more cohesive to the the games around it than 2 and 3 were, and even 2 to itself, like we've talked about with A and B scenarios. And it seems like what they should have been doing when they were planning remake 2 and they decided to go for this full remake change format they've gone for was figure out okay if we're going to do this and it sells we need to make sure that we if we're going to make a three remake that we create a scenario craft that actually allows these two things to tie in better than they Mm. previously did Mm. and thus going forward for any other remakes should that happen they should have planned for a best case scenario because they've gotten that best case scenario the games are well received They've sold well, so you had a perfect opportunity to actually get them more aligned and yet we've gone mostly backwards and made them less aligned, which for remakes kind of seems counterproductive.
1: I think what makes Remake 4 100% success for me is everyone was upset with the narrative of the original game because it was so Mm. far removed and this has fixed this 100%. You know, the remakes of Resident Evil 2 and 3, even though a majority of the community absolutely love them, I think... Pretty much everyone still agrees that the original storylines of the original games are better than the remakes. But Resident Evil 4 Remake has changed all that. Remake 4 storyline is far superior. If if the Remake 4 storyline was the original Resident Evil 4 storyline back in 2005, we would have been all over it and the game would not have got any of the criticisms it
2: did. Well, that in itself is fundamentally true because the Separate Ways edition and the PS2 version was almost, as I said, like a knee-jerk reaction to the negativity of the lack of explanation and plot regarding like Umbrella and what was happening. It was almost like they went, oh yeah, we should probably explain that a bit more and connect it a little bit more to the wider universe. So yeah, if you'd planned that out, if you had that intent and they had the time back then to actually plan it out more. Cause Mikami's clearly said he just needed a narrative for this, this gameplay change and went with yeah. the simple answer of basically wiping the slate. Right. So yeah, it's definitely true. You're hundred percent correct. We would have been just, if this was this plot back then, we would have been like, Oh my God, where's this going? But we still would have been like eating it up way more because it would have opened up all sorts of new possibilities.
4: If I was doing my timeline now, I would have to pick a side, for example,
2: mm. and
4: my side would be the OG. And because that, for me, that's an all-or-nothing approach. That means the OG version of four has to be included. Batman, you've just you've just thrown massive praise to remake four's way. So how did the fuck do you approach this in your mythology? Because you've just basically said remake four is a better version of that story. So are you gonna go well for remake for Resident Evil one, two, and three? I'm gonna you know choose the remake of Resident Evil one because that's generally accepted as the the canon. The OG 2 and 3, because that's generally the accepted versions of that story. But for for 4, I'm going to choose the remake.
1: No, for reasons you've just said. I think it's it's disrespectful to the original writers as well. You've got to do it twice. You know, you've got to present two continuities, even if that's not what Capcom are trying to get across with these remakes. It's the only way to include all the storyline. You know, if you want all the plots with Krauser being affiliated with Wesker and you want the organization, you have to go with the original Resident Evil Four. You can't just somehow stitch that into yeah. the remake I'm 4-verse not, okay. because it's it's clear that Krauser is not affiliated with Wesker. Even though there is that interesting file that hints he knows who Wesker is, which is why he's got the red war- warheads. But no, in answer to your question, I've got to do, I've got to present two separate timelines. Not necessarily to try and say, look, there is two separate timelines. But if you want to appreciate the whole story, that's the only way to do it. You can't pick and choose. What? You, you can't, can't
2: stitch one over the other. Yeah. They've got to be presented separately. And for the same reason that you guys are discussing this, like you could be a fan of the original narrative and want to read about that in a in a timeline format, and you also might be there might be a fan of the new remakes who want to read that in a remake format, and you don't want to confound those two and have both those people disappointed that it doesn't make sense because they're like i played the remakes and that never came up and i don't understand why that's relevant and it doesn't match and the person who's playing the og versions reading it and vice versa it's like you have to present it that way it's it's unfortunate i mean it's not like there isn't crossover and there isn't some of the events the browser thing's a perfect example something that you know you gleamed from the og canon that was literally put into a a little paragraph is now been made true in the remake version, but that doesn't make it any less true in either version. It obviously does exist in both, but you had different, entirely different ways as to how you found that out, and yet they're accurate in both. So I don't know; it's kind of tough.
4: And this is why my answer is complex, Nick. Um, well, yeah,
3: very, very uh, brief. I, 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 a, not a very I, brief summary.
4: <laughs> I can't. I can't throw away. <laughs> I can't throw away fifteen to twenty years worth of lore just
2: like For that. a bit of product. For a I bit of product.
4: Yeah.
1: My only my only hope to save you, Sean, is we I still think there's a good chance that we might eventually get remake fatigue in the sense that if you go back twenty years ago when the remake of the first game had just come out, people were starting to get sick of the cam wrangles, they were starting to get sick of the tanky controls, they were starting to get sick of T virus outbreaks. It was just the same stuff recycled again. You know, we've already had three over the shoulder. Resident Evil Engine remakes. How many more can Capcom put out before people start critically and commercially saying, Right, we've had enough of these now, you need to start moving forward.
4: Oh, because people yes. are insatiable for them at the minute. Yeah. yeah. So uh Nick, nine out of ten. <laughs> we will
3: <laughs> if it's possible, we'll get to this even more in the next in the next podcast. Aww. Which is uh either a, either
1: well, you've had Remake Reflections as free DLC for this one, I think.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For Paramedics standing by for, for Sean. <laughs> yeah. That does finish our Separate Ways analysis
3: and um, slightly extended look as well as the overall picture, but we'll be coming back to that in due course. It is now time for this podcast edition of Neptune's Hazard Quiz.
4: Do
0: you know your G-Virus from your C-Virus? And your Jabberwock from your Bandersnatch? Or perhaps the number of bombs that appear on the Made in Heaven Fest?
1: Jesus Christ, What <laughs> <laughs> <That's an exciting laughs> question, is that?! I'm
3: getting a big fat right zero this week.
4: Yeah, I'm not gonna get any of these.
1: We've talked about the games straying too far from the Origins, this Resident Evil quiz. We're now getting Spice Girls as the correct answer, I mean, it's time to quit.
0: This is Neptune Fire Hazard Quiz Batman. Star Tyrants. George Trevor,
2: Rocky the Pecker,
0: Mr. Spencer, Neptune. Biohazard quiz. So,
3: to wrap up the podcast, we have five new questions. If you can clear away uh, your desktop, you can open up Notepad. Here we go. So, question number one comes in uh, from Tony Weston and Umbrella Inc., who called in earlier. They randomly sent me the same question. It was that popular. Obviously, something they both picked up on in their playthrough of Separate Ways, but here it is. In Separate Ways, what corporation is revealed to have supplied Krauser with the overpowered red warheads?
2: Oh, I read this to
3: I read I read this as well I, at the time, I thought, hmm, I'll note this. And I was very pleased that two people, two of our patrons, came up with the all same right, question. Right. Okay, question number two. We've had the answer to this already, so we're paying attention. The black robe is also known as the U3, but what else? got another name question number three this is more base game uh, resident evil 4 so what is the largest case you can acquire in remake 4 so numbers something by something That's what we're after oh. there uh in the in the options with the merchant question number four so leaving remake alone there question number four what is the name of the doll in village in resident evil village so you get the head and the body and finally question number five what are the three animal keys in Wild Things, as in Outbreak File 2? So they're the five questions. Let's see how well everyone has gotten on. So question number one was, what was the corporation revealed? Nate, no, what was the corporation that made the red warhead in Remake 4? Star Tyrant, did you know? I did not know. Did not know. I thought everyone, I, I thought everyone
4: would have picked that up. I, I did not pay enough attention, I'm so sorry. You did not no.
2: Rob? I can't remember. I remember reading it and going, I should remember this, and mm. completely have blanked. It's the file right beside the bloody warhead. It is. Batman, did you know?
1: Newman Arms Corporation. I think it is. Of
3: course it is. Yes, Newman Arms. Very good. Very good. Whether they re- appear again, who knows? But yes, Newman Arms. Black ro- so, question number two The Black Robe or the U3 is also known as what? Batman, you've been saying the, the answer already throughout the quiz, so I'm sure you yeah. know it.
2: Pasanta. Rombie, El- did you know? Yeah, passanta
3: Stars Tarant. Is very good. Nice points all round. Uh question number three was what is the largest case you can buy in remake four? So looking for uh some numbers, Batman?
4: Um sixteen by twenty-four.
3: Sixteen by twenty four. Starrant?
4: I went sixteen by thirty two. It was a pure guess.
3: Rombi? It's nine
2: by thirteen.
3: Congratulations, Rombi. Ab- absolutely spot
2: on to the <laughs> what? number. No- <laughs> i had to i had to count i had to count in my head i remember it being nine down and i was like it's longer than." i think it's 13.
3: nine by 13 is absolute well done very good thank you question number four so what is the name of the doll in resident evil village where you get the head and the body romby Continue your fine
2: streak. I thought it was Madeline, but I'm not confident about that. I'm going with Madeline.
4: Start starting Madelina. Ah. Oh, Batman. Um, I
1: honestly didn't know. Sorry.
3: Rob, you've been absolute. I would have given you that. Um,
2: but... <laughs> but can, I pull a George, can I pull a George Trevor and go, can I get half a point? No, I don't get <laughs> Stars that's came in an hilarious. absolute I would give that.
4: come on <laughs> madalena is... come on that, that, that's what? recollection
3: fine Look, we're being generous tonight there we go hey <laughs> madalena was the correct answer well I remember
4: pronunciation it might not, you know it might be a silent a anyway
3: that's true. Especially in Village, it's all silent at the end, isn't it? All there we oh, go. I, Question... I might have said it wrong,
4: in fact. Mm. Thanks, Question Joel. number five.
3: <laughs> what, is the, what are the three animal keys that are available in Wild Things?
2: Stars, did you know this one?
4: Uh, lion, elephant, eagle.
2: Okay. Rombi. No idea. Outbreak's the ones that I don't play, so... <laughs> <laughs> I have no recollection of this at all.
1: Batman, did you know? I'm pretty sure it's Lion Key and Elephant Key, and I've absolutely no idea what the other one is. I'm going to say uh, Alligator Key.
4: It
5: fucking is, bastard. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs>
3: Is Lion, Elephant, and Alligator case.
4: I knew it, That's I knew it, I knew it. As soon as you said awesome. it, I'm killing myself. Awesome.
1: I honestly <laughs> couldn't remember the alligator one. I just thought, well, it makes sense because you, you fight Gnor or whatever. No,
4: it is not. Yeah. not yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that has made me angry. I am <laughs> it is like, fight, is it? me enough tonight. <laughs> that's that's ended me. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not even gonna do the goodbyes. Good night. It's goodbye from me, <laughs> Star Tyrant. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Let's have a
3: look at those. Oh, five. God, what a close quiz! Alligator. This week's joint winners with uh, three out of five. It's Batman and Romby there. Well done, mm. three out of five. I, I'm start... only
2: joint because of Sean. So really, Sean should be also a joint winner this week.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sean with two and a half, the alligator would have made it a win yeah. all round. You, Nick. We're Brilliant. all winners, hundred percent, hundred percent. So there we go. Join us next time. When we'll have some more questions. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. So we are wrapping up, therefore, our review of Separate Ways. I hope everyone has enjoyed it. Coming up next, um, as teased multiple times now, we are looking at our Remake Reflections podcast, which is uh, very much in line of what we've been doing this evening as well. So that's going to be a deep dive into all of the remakes, including RE1, and just trying to evaluate exactly where we're at with these games and in terms of the lore overall positioning from a business point of view where's it going to end if any if, if any that kind of thing but and and of course we're going to have uh, some answers from sean's poll
4: all, all i would say is bring your chosen poison because the answers <laughs> will shock you
3: there we go what what a tease what a so thank you everyone uh, for listening um hope you have enjoyed it on that note it is goodbye for me neptune
4: Goodbye from me batman goodbye from me SARS tyrant and goodbye from
2: me Rombie.